Circle K is America's thirst stop. And yours. Stay cool this summer with ice-cold favorites like Froster, Polar Pop Cup, iced coffee, and more. When life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. This game is a pick'em. The over-under sitting at 218.5. Overall odds to win this year's championship. The Suns now pay out at plus 140 on the money line as they are just in front of the Milwaukee Bucks who pay out at plus 150. Then the Clippers, they're paying out at plus 650 while the Hawks have the worst odds paying out at plus 750. For the latest odds all the time, visit vcin.com. I'm Matt Pauley. This has been your action update on 1010XL, brought to you by Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. This is the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. WJXL AM Jacksonville Beach. WJXL FM Jacksonville Beach. The views expressed are not necessarily those of 1010XL 92.5 FM. Good morning and welcome to the Dimmick Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, sitting in with Logaman as usual. Captain Kirk is here. Chris Wayne is bringing it to you. Good morning, boys. Everybody good morning. doing good? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Doing good. Uh, we were uh, just talking about a picture that you sent me. I'm trying to figure out. I sent it to the group. You sent it to the group? Uh-huh. Kirk, you got it, correct? I did. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Roy and there the big redfish. Yep. Yeah. yeah, show me the picture real quick. You got it real I quick. Do. I, I do. I make sure it. that I, I'm. I do. I got. I got Mr. Roy's picture right here. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. It was. Um. This was. It was just. A, just classic. Oh, nice big <laughs> yeah. redfish. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd real, you catch that inshore? Real, yeah, caught it inshore. <laughs> on obviously on a popping cork. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't get that picture for some reason. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know why. It, but yeah. Uh. And the reason I kind of I, I jokingly say inshore, we were just talking. And how many days have have you guys been able to be offshore? And the reason I the reason it's a topic is that here we go. This was supposed to be what the King Buster, yeah, today, yeah, and yesterday or today yeah. and tomorrow, today and tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, rescheduled. Yep, rescheduled to when? Uh, July twenty third, the weekend of July twenty third. How many times has a kingfish tournament in June has or it had July. to be rescheduled? Not, not very often. Not often, right? No, not very often. Uh, it was it, blowing five feet yesterday. Oh, oh, it's most most of the boats. I think probably the ringleader and one other boat, you know, made it out yesterday to fish. Um, yeah, and the ringleader's like what seventy feet, six sixty-five, and it's got those. <laughs> gyro things on it so it doesn't yeah, move. it's got the gyro ball thing yeah 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 so uh jeff I, I i told you guys that um of of the charters that i've done since march 70 maybe 80 percent of them have been inshore wow because i just 
our first off, our inlet is 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 worse than than Mayport. So, I mean, in St. Augustine. Yeah, we just can't right. get out, man. I mean, yeah. if if you, if this is an outgoing tide, you yeah. can forget it man. on a full moon right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, oh, you, you, oh, can, you can forget it. I mean, it's just it's just dangerous, you know. I mean. Well, we went from what four or five days of Southwest fifteen to twenty. Yeah, that's and right. And then we changed, like in the blink of an eye, to a northeast yes. fifteen to twenty to twenty-five. Yeah, for almost thirty-six hours. And 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 to an easterly flow of ten to fifteen all day, all night. So you know, so you- so yesterday, the last couple of days, the weather skunky. Yeah, <laughs> could they have squeezed in? The no. King Buster? No. No way. It, it, It'd have been there, uncomfortable. Well, well, here's 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 the thing. First off, it's just like Don is always always talks about. This this tournament's about kids. And it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they do so much for the kids. And kids aren't going to enjoy three to four. No. I mean, I, it, you know, they're just not. Yeah. And and here's the other thing. I mean, I wouldn't have fished. Right. You know, so and then so you would have the, your numbers would have been down. All your small boaters. Because all them would have just said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna do it. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. and and uh, it was funny because I was talking to uh, Brother Dave and Brother James who fished with me in the Kingbuster, and we all agree that there will be more participation in the July date than what they would have had in June. You think so? Yep. Well, I, really I mean, so. the, it, typically the fish is is more prevalent yeah. in July. Yeah, absolutely. So but the only thing you got to be careful of is when's the, when's the Greater Jacksonville? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't. I don't, kinda, I don't have a clue. I'm, I'm out of the loop. I'm yeah. just doing my thing. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like every day yeah. you get up and you walk outside at four thirty-five o'clock <laughs> and you it. look at the tree yeah. or my my yard. I've got an American flag in the front yard that flies every day, and yeah. I, I walk out and look at that flag and I'm going, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" <laughs> four forty-five in the morning, yeah. I'm standing there with the dog in the well, dark wait, and wait, a wait, cup of coffee. It's because yeah. the flag is flapping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's stiff. Not because you're. It ain't flapping. It's not like because you know you stiff. have a yeah. level of disrespect you know? for the flag, like some. I hear the trees. Yeah. The pine I want to make sure we no. clarify that. Yeah. yeah, I hear the pine tree across the street going. Woo, woo. I'm going great. Here I, we go. Uh, see, I do. I do the same thing. I tell you guys, I, I've got a ribbon palm in my backyard. A what? A ribbon palm. A ribbon palm. Uh huh. It's a palm tree, and but the palm, the 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 palms look like ribbons. Okay. Right, so so obviously like strips. Yeah, like yeah. strips. So obviously, okay, like any, somebody toilet papered your any palm kind tree. Any of wind. Will make them move. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, and so when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is look at that ribbon palm. You're and, shaking. And, and it's moving. You're like, crap. You know? <laughs> I mean, you, I mean know. you know, you know. I was just telling Kevin before you walked in, Jeff. I mean, you don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but it's been tough to get get motivated to our summer pattern when mm-hmm. it's not a summer pattern. I, I, I mean, I, think about it. It's June, and we had a, a full blown nor'easter. A nor'easter. Yeah. I mean, you you know, you go out on the beach yeah. and you're going, you got to be kidding me. Well, and not, not only that, but I, and I always hate to say I never have in my life, you know, because maybe at some point in time I did. Yeah. But I have never, that I can remember, ever seen the tides this low. Yeah. I, I, I've, Jeff, the, the docks in Comanche Cove mm-hmm. were on mud. Because of the tide. Dude, there was you. I told this her, was yesterday. No, all week. Okay. If you look at the tides, they were like one point seven negative during yeah. the week. It just, which uh, is you crazy. Know, so Jeff, we just there need was, a change. There was a trickle of water going into the 
All right, all right. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I go out yesterday, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going fishing. Yeah. I'm going to go to uh, Guana Dam, uh-huh. and I'm going I'm going to go south, right? Okay. So I'm yep. going to go try it. I haven't been there. Right. So <laughs> I get to the dam, and dude, it's 30, 40, 20 yards, 20, 20, 25 yards from the end of the concrete. Going to get to the water. Yeah. I'm like, how am I going to do that? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind dragging a boat a little bit, but that far? Yeah. And it's it's, it's, mud. it's that mud? Yeah, it's mud. It ain't like it's sand. No, it's mud. It's going no, south, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And I, and because I thought that I would have plenty, I would have probably about an hour and a half about going tide. What and time I, did you go? I did. Oh, I was there at 530. Mm-hmm. In the morning? Yeah. And it was that much mud. And so back up there yesterday, I mean, it's what going to be low tide there up there at eight. No, the the, the, coming tide in the morning. Yeah. High tide was at eight Oh three at Maple yesterday. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You had a high tide in the morning. No, 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 no. Trust yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. You had a high tide at at, at like nine o'clock. Okay. But I'm talking about Guana now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but I'm just okay. So, so it's it's an hour and a half difference. Okay, yeah. so, so so maybe it's it's coming in. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's coming in. Okay, it was coming in at that point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what if it was coming in? It still had. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Twenty yards. Yeah, I, I, that's because all that west wind. I mean, you, you think about it. We it, had a southwest. Okay, wind. I thought I still had a little bit of outgoing. That honk. Right. You're no, saying no. 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 Okay. You didn't have any outgoing. I mean, it blew for. Crap, I don't even yeah. know well, what, this, 10 days? What, what we just went through had nothing to do with the southwest wind because it's been blowing east-northeast. and Yeah, for, I, again, for two I, days. I, the, the big boats couldn't get in and out of Comanche Cove. Wow. Stay at the dock? Well, if they— They don't it, have a choice, right? They don't have a choice. I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> I was coming in on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I came underneath the Volano Bridge— Obviously, I'm looking south. I'm idling. I'm going home. Yeah. There's two boats idling around the end of the rock. So I went, uh-oh, that ain't good. So I come Can't around. Can't get in? It. Huh? Can't get in? There's two boats stuck. In the crack. In the crack. Oh. <laughs> now, what is the crack? That's, yeah, well, that's the inlet it, going into the boat ramp. Yeah. There's one little canal. That's, that's the little opening yeah. to come in and out. There's so somebody's, two of them are two, stuck. There's two boats stuck. So now nobody's coming in Nobody's, and out. no. <laughs> Nobody. That's when Bill Engvall put, comes out and he pulls the sign up and goes, "Here's your sign." Yeah. All right, so I, first I, guy's I, stuck. Well, let's just keep all going. <laughs> and it's the You're moon phase, right? I mean, we got to be f- yeah. Oh, yeah. crazy yeah, full moon. Yeah, it, yeah. that's got. And, and we're going to get to the tides report here in just a second. But Barbary moon. Just to kind of echo that, obviously, uh, many people have to work in the water. Yeah. Okay, I, I just yeah. got a text from Bob Matthews at CNH yeah. Marine Construction. Yeah. And he says, uh, try working in the mud without any water. Yeah. I, he said uh, the cranes are sitting up high and dry half the day. It's crazy. So even some of the, I mean, like the dock builders, yeah. which, you know, C&H is the best of the best, by right. the way, folks. If and you, I didn't, you, know, you don't even think about dock that. dock work, call C&H Marine yeah. Construction. Yeah. You I mean, they, high and dry. Yeah, high and dry. <laughs> that stinks. Oh, no, <clears throat> I'll, I'll tell you how low it was. And I've never seen this. I know I've never seen this. Going underneath the three twelve bridge, mm-hmm. you could see underneath the pile, the 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 big the big footers. block piling. Oh, so you can see, see under the under, big block. You could see under it. So two you feet see the, underneath them. What see was the under? Footers? Nothing. 
That's but, what, I thought those things went all the way down. No, they have they have stick poles that go. Yeah, down. they have stick poles. Yeah, yeah after that, footers, but footers, footers. Yeah, yeah. But I've never I've never seen underneath those things. Huh. I'm telling you, you can see literally two feet mm. underneath them. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was it was nuts. What, was it was it barnacled up underneath of them? Um. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude, I'm just you know it's like it's like scouting for. For sheep's head. Oh, that that, that was the only out, cool right? thing is that is that man, it was great for scouting. You yeah. know, you could really see some stuff mm-hmm. on the edge of the intercoastal that that you always like. Okay, why? Right, so, so while we're on the topic yeah. of tides, let's go ahead and do a tides report brought to you by Angie Sup. Uh, went to went to Angie's yesterday. Oh, are you kidding? Huh. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I was I I, I fished yesterday. <laughs> You know, we're going to have to go up on his sponsorship. I know. <laughs> yeah, he gets he, a lot of. We're, you're in the negative. <laughs> well, he's, he's making he's making what he's paying us back from oh, me. Oh, man. Yeah, really? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's I funny. A, I had a Dr. Bang Scrippy Crunchy French fries and a sweet tea, Oof. and it was perfect. That's funny. That, that, that chicken salad. That's good stuff, man. It I is, love it. It is money. Almonds and grapes. Uh, all right, here, not enough of that. The, the tides for today at 421 a.m., it was a negative 0.6. At uh, 1042, it is going to be a 4.41. 418 p.m., just about the time some people will be at the boat ramps pulling out, mm-hmm. negative 0.61. And I bet you uh might be a little, a little lower than that even, right? Yeah. Uh, not good. No. T- tomorrow in the morning, you've got a negative point four nine at five thirteen a.m. Eleven thirty five a.m. is your high tide. That's a four point three seven. So how long does this last? Well, these, it, it, these hey, crazy it's gotten low better. tides. <laughs> you know what? No, I know it's getting yeah, better. Yeah, but it's still it's, negative. It's still, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think on like Wednesday or something, we had like a three point six. And like a negative one point six, mm-hmm. something crazy like that. I mean, well, you put that wind. This high pressure, by the way, this high pressure ridge is up in the Carolinas. It hasn't hardly moved. Yeah, it's just sitting there, and that's what's controlling this weather. This ridge won't move. It's up north of Spartanburg, Athens, the land up there towards uh, South Carolina and the corner. What is that with Georgia? Mm-hmm. And it won't move, and so it's controlling this weather. All right, so just from a tide standpoint, I went ahead and fast-forwarded uh, through the rest of, of the remainder of June to see when the negatives end. And essentially, Tuesday is your last negative tide, Okay, mm-hmm. which is a negative point two. But, again, it still you know, belays the fact that this wind does control that tide yeah, a lot. Absolutely. Sure it does. A lot. And right. since we're talking about wind, yeah. let's do a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Tom Lucas went to the Bearded Pig yesterday. Good for him. Oh, yeah. he was. <laughs> I got a phone call. It's like, hey, man, pull in the Bearded Pig. What do I need to get? That's <laughs> what, 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 what should you not get? Yeah. Should eat, be the question. Anything you want. So, anyway, he had greens, Brussels sprouts, uh, Frito pie. He, I think he passed on because he said he was trying to avoid carbs. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not all of us are like you. you got to live it. Yeah. You got brisket. You got a beef rib. You got Damn. chicken wings. Jeez. They got him and the wife? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he got a little carried away, but uh, uh, hey, yeah, he took ain't some, nothing wrong with some protein. He yeah, said he, it was uh, outstanding. He took some of that protein home. 
don't know so, how you do so it all that. Outstanding. So anyway, yeah. uh, another con- convinced customer of the bearded pig. And the, the weather. Weather for today. All you got to do is give to the, today and say the same as the rest of the week. East winds, uh-huh. 10 to 15, uh-huh. 3 to 4 feet, 7 seconds on the interval, Ugh. chance of showers and thunderstorm. Tomorrow, the exact same thing. Exactly. And Monday? I'm so Monday, sick of this. The exact uh, same thing. Tuesday? Ditto. The exact same thing. <laughs> and then Wednesday, it says five uh, to 10. Wednesday, right? going to change a little bit. Yeah. Wednesday, southeast winds, five. So essentially, from now until Wednesday, it's going to be east winds, 10 to 15, three to four. Yep. And then on Wednesday, it's going to go southeast, five to 10, and then back off to two to three with a chance of showers and thunderstorms. And the amount of rain crazy that the we have been getting mm-hmm. crazy it it's it is wet. My backyard is a pond. I bet. Yeah. Tell you what's going to get There's bad. There's no doubt. Mosquitoes. Oh yeah. I can tell you this. Okay, give, you, give you. I ran up to Georgia, which has been same thing, getting a ton of rain. Unadated, yeah. Mm-hmm. So run up there Monday. Me and Gerald run up there just a little quick trip. Run up there on Monday, and so Monday evening. You know, fix a drink, take a little cruise. Yeah. See what we see. Sure. Get down anywhere near the creek where you got, like, standing water and all that kind of stuff. Ugh. Mosquitoes are uh, uh, unbelievable. Like, like, go fast? Like, I've never seen mosquitoes wow. like this. And I'm talking those big right. ones. Yeah, yeah. And you just literally, you hit the gas. Yeah. To yeah, get those, back up on the hill. Yeah, those Because if you get anywhere down where there's standing water, it's, ri- it's ridiculous. Uh, it, I've never seen it that bad. I, I, I don't know how animals survive that. I, I don't really either. Don't man. I don't either. How do they? I mean, deer. How do you burr. sleep? Oh, we're getting wore out. Yeah, have to be. Yeah. Anyway, I feel bad for me. Anyway, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. When we come back, we'll talk to uh, Captain Dave and you at nine zero four six four one ten ten. So I was kind of chuckling. I got a text from you. Yeah. And this is from Guy over at Consignment Boat Sales. Yes. And the text is this. He, he sends us a text to let us know what's going on inventory-wise and what's going on with Consignment Boat Sales. And he said, hey, uh, Consignment Boat Sales sold a 24-foot Sailfish Center console, had twins, uh, and a Mitzi Skiff 16 flats this week. He said, we need all types of boats. All types of buyers are coming to see us. He said, so call Guy if you want to sell your boat. At 904-249-6225 or visit jacksboating.com, we are here to help you. Mm-hmm. Well, did you go back and did you read the previous text? <laughs> um, no. I, I, okay. Did, did it sell the same? You never even paid attention to it. So I, I, I go back and I read the previous text from Guy. Uh-huh. And it says, hey, this week we just listed a 24 sailfish. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, so. That's funny. <laughs> yep. Boop. So, in one week, yep. out the door of the next. Absolutely. So, hey, that's a good uh, thing. look, I mean, that's a testament to him and his ability to sell boats. So, if you want to sell your boat, call Guy at Consignment Boat Sales at 249-6225, or you can visit jacksboating.com. Easy enough. Yes. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, just to follow Bob from CNH Marine Construction, he said that as far as the wa- water level and their ability to work on docks and stuff, he said, it's been about this way since the lunar eclipse about a month or two ago. So is that kind of how what you've seen, where the tides I've have seen, been I've a little the, bit the, the, lower? The, than, the tides have absolutely been lower, but nothing, nothing, nothing not like, like this, this week. week. Yeah. yeah, not yeah. like this week. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. 
All right, so we can talk to Captain Dave. Let's do it. Captain Dave. Good morning, guys. Morning. Morning. I've been living here in Treasure Beach 25 years. I never saw it this low. Right. Right. I mean, low tide, it's a little teeny creek down the middle of the canal. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said, um, you always hate to say that the, uh, the first time in my life I've seen it this low, but I can't ever remember it being that low. I mean, I... Like I said, we were stuck outside of the Volano ramp, and there was still an hour of outgoing tide to go. Yeah. You don't have any recourse yeah. either. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of little landmarks I can tell by where poles are and where the water is on the pole and stuff. I never saw it this low. This huh. is, I, I think it's two things. One, we got this cutoff occlusion. Uh, that's where the war pump kind of get together and stop. And it's cut off from the jet stream, and it's just hanging and hanging and hanging and hanging. Uh, that's where all these little rain things. And the other thing is, is, I haven't checked, but I have a feeling this is also what's called a procedian tide when the planets line up in a certain way. Okay. Because this is it's Armageddon. This is, it's, Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, there's an asteroid so coming. You know, you would say if there was a uh, the Bermuda High was really strong, that also will push the water down. This is just the same way low pressure, a front of a hurricane allows the water to come up a little bit. But this is really weird. <laughs> it, it, it is. I mean, you know, again, you know, we're, we're used to having spring tides and king tides and stuff like that in late August and September. Um, but I, I, I just can't ever remember a crazy tide like this in June. But like Kirk said, I can't remember very many full-blown Nor'easter. nor'easters either in June. You know, too. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out. You know, we got this sea level rise we're talking about all the time, and I, I get. I, um, I mean, you know, I, I watched the tide come and go for 25 years, and I got poles I can look at now. I'm pretty much a backwater back here, but mm-hmm. still, I don't really see any difference. In fact, if anything, it's lower than normal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and on a different note, real quick, just to. Uh, maybe suggest something to some anybody out there. I've, uh, I'm now uh, sneaking up on 80, and my fingers are, you know, I, I got arthritis pretty pretty good. I, I've i got to the point where I can't tie a uni knot, really. Right. So I bought this little thing. It's called a knot needle. A knot needle? Knot needle. I think that's what it's called. And it's like a little short piece of metal, and it's got a spring in it. And you take the, you take, like, if you're going to, tie a, a double uni uh, to the braid to, to a floor card. Mm-hmm. And it's got like a little spring and you pull the spring down and you wrap the, uh, whichever one you're doing, whether it's the one side or the other and it releases and it kind of, it traps the spring in there, it traps the braid in there. And now you have this like sewing needle that you can, you know, sew the, the, the seven wraps for the uni knot. Okay. And, and it just makes, I, I got to the point where I just couldn't get that, you know, my, my fingers don't work like they used to. Right. But that, <laughs> but it works. Oh, yeah, it really does. I mean, there, I looked at a million gadgets and all of them are weird. You got, you got one thing, you can crank it and it, it turns, it, you know, you make the double and it turns it. And then it's got another thing that spins it around on the other side. But it's just a little little stainless needle thing and, and i think it's a yeah it's a knot needle and uh, just a heads up if you if you get to the point where your arthritis or your fingers just don't work the way they used to sometimes you need a little help to be able to you know make a knot sure i like it thanks captain dave 
All right. Well, you guys have a good rest of your day. I'm going to do a lot of honeydew today. Yes, sir. All right. Talk to you. Have, have you guys? Thank you, Captain Dave. Have you guys ever? Do you guys ever use a nail knot? Uh, no, no, I don't. I've tied them, but I, I, I don't use. I don't them. even know what it is. Larry showed it to me. It's a, it's a knot for fly fishing. Yeah. They, oh, you, they okay. tie That's the, why I don't know it. Yeah, they tie. And I, I, I didn't. That's the reason I asked. I didn't know if there was an application for just spinning rods or, or you know, know. like for us. Yeah. We, you know, we don't fly fish a ton, but because I, I remember talking to Dylan, he was like, "Hey, look, you know, you've, Dad, you got to learn how to tie the nail knot." I'm like, "Why?" And he says, "Well." your fly rod to tie the leader material to the fly line. That's what he, you know, you have to use, yeah. I guess. Right. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, I still haven't learned it. Okay. But I was just wondering if there was another application for the nail knot. Uh, I, I, think we, I think we've had this conversation numerous times. I, I'm, I'm not a knot guy. I mean, I know a few knots that, that work and the ones that you need. Yeah. The ones that I need. And, and, uh, I've been, I've been practicing tying the FG knot, you know, so I'm getting pretty good at that. And that's a wonderful knot. What is that? That's it. That's 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 braid to four car, uh, four carbon braid. Yeah, knot. that's a, yeah. essentially it's a replaces the double unit. Yeah, it does, and yeah. it's super smooth going through the. I eye mean, eyes. like like crazy smooth. I yeah. mean, it is it is the best knot yep. to tie braid yep. to your monofilament yep. leader. Dave Edwards uses that, mm-hmm. and I, I just. I, I got to start. I got to do what you're doing and practice yeah, it. Yeah, you got to practice it. So that it becomes just memory. You're just like, right, you right, know, right. You don't right. even think and about it. And, and, and obviously, YouTube. And there's there's numerous yeah you can di- find there's numerous different ways you can find any um, directions and, and, anywhere and fi- find the one that that that's easiest yeah. for you because I mean I, and, and it's and called I, the what again FG knot F like F feel G. good yep feel good yeah feel good feel good knot. the feel good knot yeah, yeah. yeah. FG it's a good yep. way to term it yeah yeah I, I'm the same way with Kevin I mean I know three or four knots the uh, you know the improved clinch I used a ton I mean that's and basically the double my uni, go-to knot I mean you know? that's, yeah and you know, I know how to tile an FG knot, but I, do I do it? Probably not very often. It takes a little longer. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure, to be very honest with you, I, I'm not sure that I could do it on a charter. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I could get in my office, and, 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 and truthfully, once you do it, you could put 10 feet of fluorocarbon on there. Whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I'm saying? So so it, it, that may last me all summer. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I may not have to do it again. Right. You know, so that that's that's the yeah. great it's thing pretty, about it. And, cool. and it's that a cool knot. Well, it's a cool knot. And then when you're now, when you're trying to control a shark or a tarpon, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what I'm using it for, now you now you can grab 80-pound fluorocarbon, mm-hmm. which is a whole lot better than grabbing braid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? Just a little. Yeah. yeah. So – yeah, it's it's a great knot. All right, let's it's, squeeze Chan in before okay. we go yep. to a break. Morning, Chan. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning, Chan. I just want to give kudos to the knot needle. If you trout fish at all with those little tiny, tiny hooks, that thing is a miracle worker. Okay. Uh, Wh- which it, what are you what are you talking? Which knot? The knot needle. Though the um, knot needle. Okay. Yeah, that thing's a miracle. Yeah, the Captain Dave was talking about. Yeah, it's it, it's great. I got my first one. I've been out to Carolina trout fishing twice this year and i got it just for my first trip in february and that thing it, it saved me i don't know how much time on the water trying to get the line threaded and all that other stuff okay i'm, but, I'm uh, doing a google search on I this not needle a gear tip okay yeah, I, really? that's what i'm thinking it could be it could, <laughs> um, could be a gear tip oh it's, it's great for, for small hooks and flies and things it's fantastic can you use it to tie um, a nail knot uh yes it's got a nail knot uh 
part on the end, when you pull it up on the line, you'll see a little red uh, cover on one end. You take that off, and that helps you to tie the nail knot. Um, the nail knot's easy to tie once you learn, but that's one thing. Dylan getting into fly fishing. Oh, he's still, get, trust me, Chan Chan, he's he's now tying his own flies. Yeah, he'll he'll get he's way deep. Kind of, he'll get all kind of knots thrown at him, and as you guys know, most of them are BS. I mean, I learned I learned the, uh, the <laughs> improved clinch in 1967 as a five-year-old, and today it is still my go-to knot 90% of the time. Sure. Because I've, I've used a really good scale and tested every kind of knot you can come up with, and I haven't found one that's worth it to tie that's better than the improved clinch. Plus, I used to fish at night a lot. Yeah. So I need I needed uh, knots that I could, uh, could tie in the dark. Yep. You could do an improved clinch while you're asleep. Yep. Uh, Dylan will need to know how to tie a perfection loop, uh, you know, for, for flies that really need more action. Uh, you don't even have to know how to tie a nail knot if you don't want to. You can just make a loop at the end of your fly line and do a loop-to-loop connection there. And then he'll need to, uh, a double surgeon's loop. You know, uh, a, one, a one-armed blind guy can tie a double surgeon's loop. Um, and so those are the, the only three you really need, uh, in my opinion. Uh, nail knot, yeah. Number four, I guess, but uh, but all those other knots, you know, they're they're so complicated versus what you gain if you gain anything at all. They're not mm-hmm. worth it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if I can't tie it in the dark, I don't need it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, or just, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on their website, and I'm just curious, you know, because everybody claims a lot of different things, Chan, mm-hmm. and with products, and whoever invented this uh, is a guy that said he began fly fishing. And then so he came up with this, and they say that, according to the website, at thenotneedle.com, that you can tie up to 20 knots with this thing. Is that true? It is, but uh, uh, if you want to spend the time, they've got a website with all kind of uh, videos showing you how to do a bunch of different things. The, for me, the main thing is, uh, just talking about like with Captain Dave, your eyes and your fingers get fumbly, and if you're... Fly fishing for trout, you got those tiny little flies holding them in big bumbly fingers at the same time trying to get a line threaded through there. Yeah. It's tough. Whereas that little tool, it holds it holds the fly itself by the bend of the hook. So you've got something you can hang on to yeah. when you thread thread your fly and then it makes it real easy to tie the knot afterwards because you just spin the tool instead of having to to grab a hold Future of the gear tip. end of the line <laughs> I mean, and, this, and twist uh, it. You, both of you guys, uh, yep. uh, Captain Dave, and thank you, Chan, yeah, thanks, Chan. very much because uh, now we have two people saying, hey, look, this thing is for real. It's awesome. Yeah, two old guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Chan, you want to go ahead and fire back real quick? <laughs> nah, man, I, I, I'll own my age. I'm proud of it. <laughs> All right, thank you, Chan. Right, thanks, Chan. All right, man. But this knot needle, they say, will assist anglers in tying any common fly fishing knot, but in regular fishing knots, uh, blood knots, clinch knots, improved clinch knots, nail knots, surgeon's knots, perfection loop, Orvis knots, uni knots, dropper loop knots, non-slip loop knot, and many more knots and loops. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. And it's 12 15 bucks, somewhere yeah. right in that range. Yeah. All right. All right. I have to do a little research on that. Yeah. All right, let's take a break here. The Mimic Outdoor Show, and just remind folks that hey, look, uh, if you're in the market for honeydews, 
<laughs> There's one place to call, and that's Travis. Travis Smith. Hey, he wanted to let everybody know do, to also to add to all of his other talents is he does fiberglass work. What? Yeah. Holy oh, yeah, crap. Dude, he, 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 yeah, he does unbelievable fiberglass work. Anything he, he just do? Got, I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. 510-4020. Yeah, he texted me this week and he said, look at this. I just got finished uh, patching the sailboat. And I'm like, can, I'm like, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah I talent. can do anything, man. That's talent. Yep, that's talent. 510-4020. Handyman yep. Travis. And you're listening to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor, sh- Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Stewart, or is it yeah. faces? So, I, hey, I know where the Hagens are this week. You do? Uh-huh. Where? They're in Steen Hetchy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Are they over at Steen Hetchy River Club? I, I don't know that they're at the River Club, but I I, I, I got word that the, the Hagens were, were, were in Steen Hetchy. Good for them. Yeah. Good for the Hagens. <laughs> you know, we went to, we went to a, a Japanese steakhouse. Uh, this week, and we were waiting in line to, you know, get our seat and and you know have them do their their thing that they do, um, and and so my wife, being the social butterfly that she is, she just starts talking to the people who were waiting beside us, right? Mm-hmm. And they're in from out of town, uh-huh. and uh-huh. and so I I wasn't paying attention to the conversation or anything, and uh, and later they go and they sit, so we're sitting there, and she says, yeah, they're from. They said there's some. From some middle of nowhere kind of place over in Florida, said said it's they called it the armpit, and I was like, oh really? And she said, yeah, I can't remember. It started with an S, and I said, was it Steen Hatchy? <laughs> Your wife like, was impressed. How did you know that? <laughs> well, if you are going to Steen Hatchy, it's Steen Hatchy River Club. I mean, it's uh, and, and scallop season's open, mm-hmm. so it is. man, it's, it's it's time to go. It is. I got. I got. I got to go over there. I got to find. I got to find a weekend or a day and go over there and, and see my cousins and you, do a little scalloping. How about go snapper fishing? Yeah, because you, you know keep what I mean. Snapper yeah, over keep there. Snapper all, I mean, all my guys, man, are sending me pictures. Are like, I know. Look, look at this. I'm like, you know what? It just it that that hurts even worse. That chaps. You know that. Yeah, that chaps me. Uh, uh, I take one of them 32 pounders that my cousin caught. Yeah, give me a, a tournament over there. Pounder, a I mean, ten pounder. Stud. They could they keep, keep they keep two per person, man. Total yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's go to the phone lines here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show and talk to Top Gun. Mm, early. Scoop that is. Scoop <laughs> that is. What's going on, fellas? What's up? Hey, I'm listening to the show, the end of the show last week, and Log says, uh, Seems like we've got uh, Captain Kevin on the phone, and I'm like, on the phone? What's it? What did he leave? And he's calling back in, and then this other guy started talking, and I said, well, maybe he did call in. Then I realized it wasn't you. Who was that masked man? <laughs> he was great. No idea. Um, I think we might have recorded that. Oh boy! Because yeah. I, you know, yeah. a lot of times there, when there, we there, get... there may be yeah, some I reasons not it. to play that. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I that do, guy was yeah. great. Yeah, I do yeah. have it. His name was Chris, actually. Yeah, yeah, the we, guy who called in, and uh, it was he kind of, kind, of, kind of like scary there. Scary. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was weird. 
I mean, it was weird. It Speaking was. of who was that mask man hey, hey, on the TV. By the way, I, I, I told your joke like three or four times this week. I did too. Yes, and, and, and dude, I got a laugh out of everybody about catching the eye. That was that Killer. was good. That was good, Top Yeah, good. it was. Yeah. The only people I told that didn't laugh were my kids. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, they, but, yeah, they're yeah. biased. Yeah. So. Gotcha. That's never funny when it no. comes to kids. No. Right, right, right. No. Yeah. yeah, they think mom and dad are not funny. I yeah. just got the That's eye roll. Good you point. tell them the funniest thing on the, on the planet. Right. Yeah, and they look at you like you're stupid. Uh, oh, they're not gonna laugh at you. So, so okay. You know what? They'll go back to their friends. Hey, my dad told me this real stupid <laughs> yeah. joke. What are y'all <laughs> no, thinking? No, no, no. They're not gonna say up. that. They're not gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna claim they own. They're gonna right. steal hey, it. They're gonna. I got a joke. Steal I got a joke. Got a great joke. Yeah, I got a great joke. Yeah. The art of telling jokes done? though has has no. We're not. No, we're never done. We got <laughs> yeah, another yeah, the, 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 two hours and seventeen minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez. Look, we we only got two minutes to break. So, uh, don't start. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I wanted to share this. I had to go up to the Avenues Mall the other day, so I went there early, like about 10 o'clock. Wanted to get in and out. Had to get something, uh, some attire for a wedding I have to go to uh, next month. And uh, I see all these cars out front, and I'm like, oh, good, they're open. So uh, I walk in, and there's nothing open but there's 75 people about to power walking around the mall, the inside yeah. of the mall. Can't they go to Love Fitness or something? It's a mall. Oh, they've been doing that what for they years. Doing? Really? People go yeah. to the mall to power walk? My, my folks used to be mall walkers. No kidding. And yep. they've, all, and they've all got on pants. Come on. Yep. Well, what they do they, is they, they, allow them, they allow them to come in there in the mornings early because it gets hot outside and it's air conditioned okay. and they can do their power walk through the well, mall. Why don't they walk early in the morning outside before it gets hot? Exactly. Well, and sweat a little bit. I don't know. And they've all got fanny packs on. What's in that fanny pack? Heart medication and inhalers? <laughs> what do they need fanny packs now, wait a minute, for? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Go to Life Fitness. Now, Top Gun, how old Stay are you? Stay out of the mall. I'm 69 years old. You're kind of hitting on your own kind a little bit there, Top Gun. If you ever see me power walking in a mall, shoot me. You have permission to shoot me with either a shotgun or a rifle. If you don't know the difference, ask Mitch. He knows now. And, 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 Mitch, is a, and Mitch is a clever cleaver. And he was going somewhere with that comment, but I couldn't figure out where he was going. And you boys couldn't either because you described the the difference between them. But you left out something very important mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in your description. If somebody doesn't know the difference between a rifle and a shotgun, it would be a good idea to uh, explain which end you point away from you before you pull the trigger. <laughs> that might be a good tip. True. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, well, look here. Uh, these three blondes died and went to heaven. And uh, St. Peter said, I've got to ask you a question before I can let you in. And he says to the first one, what is uh, Easter? And she said, uh, oh, that's when the whole family gets together every year and we have a big turkey. And he said, nah, go, go on over there. 
and he asks the second blonde, what is Easter? And she says, that's when we get together every year and um, we give each other presents. And then later on that night, a big fat guy comes down the chimney with more presents. He said, nah, get over there. The third one's jumping up and down, raising her hand. I know, I know. So he calls on the third one, asks the third one, and she says, Jesus passes. And they put him in this big cave, and they roll this big rock over in front of the entrance of the cave. And he's real impressed, right? Pete, he goes, God, that's good. Keep going. Continue. And she said, then Easter comes, and some people come and roll that big rock away from the entrance, and he walks out. And if he sees his shadow, there's going to be six more weeks of winter. <laughs> oh, Jesus, baby! <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I did too. I liked it. I liked it. Jeff, don't act like my kids. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's funny, Chris. Oh, boy. Oh, mercy. uh, Take a break. We have to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk to Alan. He's going to give us the reason for the ties. Okay, cool. Why they've been so low. I want to know. So maybe it's a celestial. Would that be the proper term? Celestial reason? Celestial. Celestial? Celestial. Celestial. That sounds kind Celestial. of... Celestial uh, sounds yeah. like... Yeah, that sounds a little... Rated X. Yes, exactly. Know? Thank you, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your mind? Hey, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm the same thing. Too, you know? so, yeah. All right, don't, don't, don't be that guy, Kirk. All right. Uh, hey, uh, just to let everybody know, at Hagen Coastal Outfitters, they have the Boat Rovers in stock. Okay? What's a Boat Rover? It's a... Uh, uh, kind of inflatable thing you can put a little outboard on the back oh oh so it's an actual boat yeah it's kind of boat okay and uh it's a motor mount paddle and you can save 500 bucks now so that's 29.99 that includes the rover the motor mount and the paddle stop in hagen coastal outfitters now that's mandarin green cove springs and yuli and uh if you happen to go to any of those stores and you have an opportunity to talk to Ryan or Dennis or Kevin, I'm just telling you uh, their customer service there at Mandarin is top-notch, and I'll explain at some point later in the show because got a letter, a couple pieces I want to read to you about Hagen Coastal Outfitters. Okay. You're listening to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Like that lead in right there. Ah, oh, fantastic. Smoking right this, there. This is one of those things that'll live on forever. Little Wing. Mm-hmm. Forever. Yep. Uh, anyway, hey, look, if you've got a garage and it's not up to par because your neighbor or somebody in the hood. How about a driveway? Has shark coatings and you don't? Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy. Just contact shark coatings. They're all over social media. And uh, you can go talk to Curtis the Cat. Yes. Formerly the Cat, Curtis. Mm hmm. Okay, and he can take care of your garage, your back porch, your driveway, uh, the the deck around your pool, anything concrete. They can put this super antimicrobial, bulletproof shark coating on. Okay, I don't know if it's bulletproof. I wouldn't go that far, but no, that's a little <laughs> you get my drift. Yes, yeah, right. and make it look really good. Yeah, and uh, really t- like good good grip and everything. Yeah. Shark coatings, folks, check it out. All right, we're gonna go find out the reason for the tides. Let's yes. talk to. Al this morning. Morning, Al. Thanks for that Jimmy lead in there, Chris. This is Al Gore, Vice President. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, hey, Mitch. Your, your present guest uh, before me probably known better as Limp Pistol instead of Top Gun, <laughs> I would imagine. Global warming is something I've been fighting for many years. We're trying to save unicorns, two-headed snakes, fish lips, and many other things in the polar bear regions. Okay. Y'all know it was me, right? Yeah, nothing, nothing better than a cup of coffee and a natty light to start the morning. <laughs> Gin and coffee this morning. Oh, I, tr- I tried to warn you, man. I tried to warn you. You know, uh, I do have a question unless, well, two out of the three hosts are pretty nice to me. Um, <laughs> You're not the watching- first. <laughs> well, who, who would be the one that's not? <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. The one with the jackass initial. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm watching Emerald cook this morning. Hey, hold on. Hey, you know what this jackass can do? Hey, Chris, you want to mute him real quick? Hey, just for a second. Just, just to let Mitch know. Okay, this is in control. Yeah, this jackass, okay, can, can mute you. <laughs> For yep. a few minutes, and so let's you're, just leave them all mute for a minute. Go talk to somebody that's got a little bit more respect for the show and is a little bit more entertaining. Oh, yeah. That's Gary. Oh, okay. I can't oh. believe he went there. Oh, boy. I cannot believe he went there. Good morning, Gary. Hey, Gary. Good morning, gentlemen. I have immense respect for you guys. Uh, but, 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 you know, Jeff, that's the difference between class and, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh good for you. Uh, hey, uh, hey guys! Uh, let's play nice, boys. Play nice. Uh, hey guys, I I have a question about you know what was that barge or whatever that sat out there for the longest time? Yeah, and they didn't I do nothing. I don't remember the name of it. Were... Yeah, I don't remember it. I saw a lot of it though. But I do, there, I do have an update to share with everybody. Yeah, and there were fires that started and all that. Shouldn't be heads heads roll over that but they didn't get that thing out of there. Then it sat out there until it became a problem. We're losing you a little bit, Gary. Get a little closer to your mic. Yeah, hold on, hold on. You got to make sure you we're good there. Go ahead. Should somebody help me held accountable that that thing sat out there so long that well, it I, became a problem? Well, Gary, I, I think first and foremost, first of all, I I, I think their response. Maybe I'm stupid, but I mean, I think their response from all of the under taking everything into account, I think the response has been pretty good. It was aggressive. I, I, I saw it every impressive. day. They went at it as hard as anybody could go at it. And multiple crews, multiple tugboats. I mean, there were times when there were did, did, four giant sorry, tugs I'm, on that station constantly. Did, did they get it moved? They moved it. They okay. got it up the I, river. I did not know that. Yep. Yep. They actually floated it. Okay. They test floated it either Wednesday, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. And once they got it up and they moved it a little bit, they realized that, okay. You we know, can move it. We can move it. And then they were waiting for clearance from the Coast Guard. Coast Guard was clearance. clearance making sure that that they weren't going to sink it in the channel. And once they got it up and moving and got all the water out of it, um, huh. they were able to navigate it up the river to the shipyard. And, cool. and, and Quentin White, Dr. Quentin White, sent me a text and said, look, uh, got a report yep. that was just came out and right. w- wanted to share it with you, so, and obviously so we could share it with everybody that's listening. Right. And uh, this was the RPI, was an independent test report for the for the barge. And the barge's name, by the way, Gary, was Bridgeport. Bridgeport, that's right. Okay. And so I'm, I'm going to read you the email. Okay. Attaches, okay, quote, attaches the RPI test report. The following bullets summarize the report. 
AES has offered their experts to further brief on the report. So these are the people that, that did it. So, uh, so at the request of, of Dan Ocean Towing and Unified Command, environmental experts conducted sediment and water sampling near and around the area of the Bridgeport Barge grounding to determine potential impact, if any, of the material that's been released from the barge. Shoreline assessment concluded Agrimax was not present on the beach. Sediment and surface water samples were collected from two locations, one in the immediate vicinity of the barge and one to be determined to be representative of the background, you know, i.e. not impacted by the release of the material from the barge. In addition, a sample of the material in the barge was also collected. These sampling results indicate there is no adverse effect of the potential release of material from the barge. Samples were analyzed for an extensive list of metals, quote, and then quotes there, inorganics. Uh-huh. And then there's a some uh, scientific stuff, uh, but essentially they're saying, uh, to, so again, I'm going well, well, to try to read it. Detected concentrations of five metals from the barge sample are above the conservation ESVs, which is the ecological screening levels for marine sediment, but below the RSVs, refinement screening levels, sediment levels above which adverse uh, adverse ecological effects may occur, but which would be determined based on a site-specific assessment. However, all detected concentrations in both sediment samples are below risk-based ecological screening levels for marine sediment. Yeah, so we're all so good. So that's good. So yeah. that's good, okay? For, yeah. uh, and then they go on to talk about some of the, like barium and boron were detected in surface water above risk-based screening levels for marine waters in both the near barge and background locations, and the concentrations were uh, similar uh, iron and manganese were detected in surface water above risk-based screening levels for marine waters only in the background location. So from the report, that's positive, mm-hmm. uh, essentially in summary. So there you go, Gary. Yeah. But, but my question is, you know, it ended up catching on fire. What if someone was killed trying to put that fire out? No, 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 no. You're thinking of the Golden Ray that was up in uh, St. Andrew's Sound up near yeah, that was, uh, Brunswick uh, yep, and totally St. Simons. That's different. Yeah, that oh, was okay. a different thing. But, how long did that sit by Golden Ray? Do what now? How did it, was it there a while before? That The one that was outside of Mayport was out there for almost eight weeks. And they aggressively attacked it, got it floated, tried to get as much product out of it, and finally were able to float it. I was impressed. Those okay, guys we, were on We can it have the debate. Day. You know, I mean, you can have yeah. a debate all day how long, long about was, should we even accept Golden anything Ray? like that in, the, in our country. Sure. From what was some that, other country. What was that, Gary? How long was the Golden Ray out there? Golden Ray's been still out there, there for two years. It's still there. It's still, it's still there. there. Yeah. Yep. They're still trying to cut it up. Yep. So, uh, thank you, thanks, Gary. Gary. All right, we got to take a break. Right, thank you. And uh, when we come back, we'll think about after, talking to uh, After the LV hires gear tip of the week. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I mean, you know, it's just yeah. me being a jackass. Oh, boy. Right here on the day which now we're living in for me. Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. <laughs> And if you'd like to call in and get in front of Al, <laughs> Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast to keep job sites and businesses running and running with a bottom line that's always taken care of because they give you the best prices 
at, at LV Hires Inc. Again, uh, the website lvhires.com if you'd like to learn more. And it's not just fuels, they do lubricants, uh, technical tank questions, handle tank monitoring. They do everything at LV Hires Inc. This week's gear tip dry bags. Dry bags are wonderful, man. They're great. I have two of them. Yep. And uh, what do you put in your two different dry bags? One of them is my ditch bag for my personal use in case I've got to jump off my boat. It's got everything in it. Oh gosh! And you, you can only imagine. Ask, did you I carry it with me. All, I carry it with me all the time. I've got all my important papers, my zero permits, my regulatory stuff for fishing, and then I have my turtle bag that has all my turtle excluder stuff with all the tools. The pamphlets, the, the magazine, the instruction guide, and everything I need, and they're in two dry bags. Okay. I have two of them. Where do you keep your like wallet, keys to your truck? That goes in my dry bag that goes on my back if I have to jump in the ocean. Okay. So yeah. okay. I carry no. it with me everywhere. It's in the truck I'm, now. I'm, I'm way more simple. What I, do you got? I, I, my paperwork, obviously. Okay. Is it in your dry bag? It's in my dry bag, um, and then a change of clothes. And yep, that and, too. and, and um, my um, first aid kit. Okay, it's, in your drive bag. Yeah, it's in my drive bag. Yep. And then, well, you know, my wallet, my keys, I, I stick up top because I've got that dry storage above my head. Right. You know, so I don't. You don't put that in a drive no, bag. Though. No. Okay. And the cool yeah. thing about a drive bag too, and when we went through survival training over at uh, JSO with Robert Holmquist and, and and Mickey and the guys, was that you can also use it for a flotation device. Sure. sure. Absolutely. Can. You know. Yeah. Absolutely can. So uh, that this week's tip is that, uh, look, if you don't have one, you absolutely should have one. Yeah, you should do that. If, if you're boating, whether it be boating, kayaking, surf fishing, going to the beach, mm-hmm. I mean, anything around water. Absolutely. And anything, and here's what, I actually have a, a dry bag that's a backpack. Mm-hmm. That's what mine and, is, and backpack. that's my that's my man bag. I think our pins are, are the old ones that they gave us as dry backpack. bag. That's a dry bag. Yeah. That's yeah. the one yeah. I got. Yeah, yeah, the, the okay. backpack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. And and they make there's uh, the one dry bag that we put up on our Facebook page. And by the way, go to our Facebook page and check it out. It's a Piscifun, and I don't know if I pronounced that correctly Piscifun. or not. No, that's right. Yeah. But it's a waterproof dry bag. And this one is, for example, like a 10-liter, which would handle any personal items. And, and, and it comes with a phone little thing. I see that. Thing. And you can still use your phone when the phone is in this mm-hmm. little really enclosed okay. plastic. Yeah. And it's waterproof, obviously. That's, that's waterproof. That's waterproof. Water wow. tube, waterproof, watertight. And it's got a cool oh. little lid on the top okay. that, uh, that makes it really tight. Good thing. And so the 10-liter, and you can get different colors. So that one is... Uh, Nineteen ninety nine, and that includes the phone thing mm-hmm. as well. And so, any size of the Pisca funds that you get right now, they're including the little phone thing cool. to go with it. So, I'm a, and, and there's also dry bags out there on on the market, folks, that you can find that actually have like compartments and pockets inside the dry bag. Yep. Which a lot of times dry bags are just plain. Yep. Like the ones that we put up, this is plain, but there are some that have. Like you can get them to where they have pockets and dividers and all that kind of stuff. So if you like to be organized like Kirk a little bit, mm-hmm. then you can have a little spot to put all of your different things. But uh, yeah, I'm a, or, I'm a big it, fan. Organized or anal, whichever <laughs> one you <laughs> Hey, man. I know if I jump in the water, yep. I'm pretty comfortable. I'm going to be okay. Yeah, and the reason that it kind of came to mind is that on a kayak, which I've been 
fishing on the kayak, you better make sure you got some dry bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bag them right. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's. You're getting wet. Yeah, you're going to get wet. Yeah. You know, that's just part of the deal. So, yeah. so I got a couple dry bags. I actually put, I got one for my personal stuff, mm-hmm. wallet, keys, et cetera. And then I have one that has tackle because I don't want that stuff to get wet, right. too. You know, I don't want my hooks and all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to keep sure. it as dry as I possibly can. So, yeah, I mean, get your dry bag. There and, you go. Uh, and it's, it's a small amount of money to invest to make sure yeah. that uh, that your stuff is, is dry and that you are going to make sure that it's preserved and not going to get all screwed up because of weather. And here's a cool thing. At this Piscifun, one of the colors that they have, which I thought, like the boat colors, I want bright colors. Like the one that I got was orange. And it's mm. kind of like almost like hunter orange. They also have yellows. And then they have light blues, which I, I'm thinking those are more boat types. But then they have things that you would think of for, from a hunting standpoint. They have the army green. They have grays. They have blacks. And so if you're looking for one that for maybe a hunting perspective, mm-hmm. just go with a different color. Yeah. And that's your LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. Good one. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Dry bags are important. Total must. Yeah. It, it, Kirk, uh, how long? I mean, I I don't remember having dry bags for that long. I mean, this is something that's it's. I remember going back to the Bell South fishing team stuff. With oh, really? Jim they, they they had them that, that Jim Jim had uh, the first time I saw one, he had one. Okay, and Jim brought it in the boat. It was a yellow one, and I remember he would put everything in it: his keys, his change of clothes, um, you know, cigars, you know, your <laughs> yeah. wallet. I just remember, you know, like Rain really jacket, like the last six or seven years, change of clothes, having one on my boat, you know, you know everything. But before that, it was kind of like plastic bags. Yeah, the the first time that I ever that I ever got one was uh, a couple years ago. We were going to go on a on a float trip. Yeah, me and Dylan, and it was the, I think it was floating the Ishantuckney or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you do that, man. You better have a dry bag. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? I right. Mean, where are you going to keep your stuff? You're floating down a river on a tube That's or something point, yeah. you know so so i got one then and i got like just one to put all you know your wallet keys in and then uh and then had uh, the little things for the phone and uh and that one is not and this was i don't know t- 10 years ago this one not nearly as nice as uh, as the one that i that i just recently got which is the piscifon the piscifon yeah. is really nice nice little setup so anyway should we or should we not? You're the JA. Um, Chris, you want to provide any input? Mm. I'm debating. You know, yeah, I'm kind me of too. Torn. Well, me too, because I, I I don't know I don't know where this is going to head. So <laughs> here's here's what I'll do. If you if you want me to do it, uh, I will. I will. Right, let's I'll let's, put, let's I'll go to the phone on, line. But I will keep my finger on the yeah, button. Yeah, keep your finger on the button. Let's go to the phone lines and let's see if. Uh, um, if we, if we if we behave Mitch, ourselves, Mitch, uh-huh. we'll be a little. You bit You would more... never have to dump me off your show. I'd never disrespect the show like that. Okay, dump I'll just think... <laughs> All right, dumped. Don't be a smart ass, Mitch. <laughs> oh, just couldn't couldn't help himself. <laughs> no, he, he doesn't get it. Oh man, so, Mitch, we'll try next week for for. For uh, this is a public service announcement, yeah. um, you know, for all potential callers to the show, uh, please don't be a smartass. Mm-hmm. 
Right, seriously, uh, Kirk, I got to ask because yeah. we haven't talked about this at all, and then we're going to come fishing Mayport this week. How it, it, you know, despite the fact that we were dealing with adverse conditions, and what I'm talking about is, it, folks, this is summertime. Typically, we're all fishing offshore. Yeah, inshore waters are nearing. You know, I was up in the river yesterday. You know, 81, 82 in the main river body. And then you get back into shallow water, yeah. and it's 85, 86 degrees. Yep. So it's starting to get warm, and we really haven't had a lot of hot sun. With that being said, the fishing in the river can sometimes be difficult. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that we that we look forward to is fishing offshore. And, and now the pogies have shown up, yep. and they're giant it's pogies. Giant. I mean. St. Augustine. Are they in St. Augustine? St. Yep. St. Augustine, same way. Jeremy been, sh- been sent me a day. picture yesterday of, of, of a pogie he caught. And I swear it's got to be ten inches. Yeah, Jeff. I mean, they're they're literally like this big, it, it, magnums, like, I mean, king, they, like kingfish like, bogies. Like, like, yeah. Here's the deal. I wouldn't be able to take them offshore and go flounder fishing with them. Too no. big. Too big. Yeah, I mean, too big. But kingfishing, you'd love, love them. them, man. Here's one he caught yesterday. That's oh my, Jeremy's oh my hand. Goodness. I mean, yeah. it looks like a it looks like a blue runner. Yeah. It looks like it looks, it looks like just a, like a blue runner. Looks like a daggum blue yeah. runner. And he's like laughing. He's going, look at the size of this thing. Yeah. He said it must weigh a pound and a yeah, half. I, I look, call, at the, look at the tail. I the call it to Kevin. Yeah, it's, I call it's, it's, it's like a flip flop. Now look at no, no, no. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, Chris. Can uh, can you send that to Chris? And I'll send the, it to yeah. him, or yeah. send it to yeah. me, and then we'll post it. I call them drag pullers because yeah. you got to tighten the drag down. Well, <laughs> you know the crabbers use yeah. bunker shad. Yep. what they call them. You know Raymond King and 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 David Hayford and all those guys have shown me over the years. This is what we use, and they buy it in the in the big boxes. You know, cases of it frozen. I think they get it from Gerald and. By the way, the tail on that thing looks like it's been bedding. You know what I mean? As yeah, far as yeah, yeah. well, uh, well you got to remember out. they mud. Yeah, it's, think about okay. it. That's it's yeah. nuts. Yeah, but th- with that being said, the fishing at Mayport's been outstanding. I mean, here's here's, it, here's when you can get offshore. Yeah, here's my t- uh, you know trip for Tuesday. We knew we couldn't get offshore. Mm-hmm. They still wanted to fish in the ocean, so we ran down the beach. Winds blowing out of southwest, south southwest. 15 to 20, been blowing all night long. Yep. So you look on the horizon, what do you see? You see elephants, yep. you know? So you know it's going to be rough out there. Run down the beach, get down to Neptune Beach, and the pogey pods are being chewed upon by 40 or 50 tarpon. It was a National Geographic morning. Really? And my folks from Texas had never seen that, and they were like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there. And I've seen it a hundred times, but every time I see it, yeah, still, I get fired still, up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, look at that! I mean, just yep. pogies flying up in the air by mm-hmm. the hundreds, and the tarpon were on fire. And she had never caught a tarpon, and so within 30, 40 minutes of throwing, you know, pitching baits into the pod, bang, you know, nice. And she weighs one hundred and ten pounds soaking wet. Was she catch a 50, 60 pounder, which is big perfect. but not too big? Perfect, yeah, though. Jeff, perfect. Perfect. Puts on a show. Oh, 50, 50 60 pounds. You know, give it to me all day. Yeah, my, my brand new. Uh, I'd sir, never catch another. I'd rather pounder. have a fifty sixty than a two hundred pound. Oh, absolutely. Well, I had my Saragossa ten thousand yep. mm-hmm. with sixty pound braid on there, and I had a sixty pound fluorocarbon tippet and a, a small owner hook. I mean, everything just kind of laid out perfect. She fought it for thirty minutes to get it up the boat. Bang. Like, yep, Done. It's good stuff. Pull the scale, and then then you know we go out. We start trolling the beach. There were kings on the beach. I caught kings in the southeast hole. I caught kings in the chum hole. And the wind's blowing so hard you can't go anywhere. I know. Yep. And yep. so, I guess, long story short, the fishing's been good. Yep. A lot of big reds at the rocks. The biggest problem with catching redfish at the rocks 
is once you catch two or three, here come the black tips. I know, and it's the same thing at our rocks, too. And they just eat them, you know. I, um, I know we need to take a break. I'll, the black I'll tips coming right to your boat and eating reds? Oh, Jeff. Oh, it's crazy. Well, yeah. I know that they but, – but, I mean, I, I thought they were like bulls for some reason. No, it's mixed. You'll it, see it bull mixed. sharks, but a lot of big blacks, big yep. black tip spinners. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a break. Let's talk about St. Augustine fishing. We can do that. We can do that. And, uh, by, by the way, we just heard the, a little few minutes ago in the commercial break the – Commercial for Tire Outlet. Yeah. Uh, just by the way, they do more than just tires. Oh, yeah, they do. Okay, when the Nimnik Yoda gets done at the Nimnik Chevrolet Body Shop, <laughs> uh-huh. it's going to Tire Outlet to get a little set of tires. You know what they'll give you? <laughs> what? Wholesale prices, premium service, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the crazy, Tire Outlet. The crazy okay. thing is I'm going to put like a little lift kit on the truck, uh-huh. and Parker and Gordon – are trying to talk me into doing the Palakaline. Absolutely. No, 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 Just, no, just, no, just, just no, see if, if, no, if you know. You know we might have to do? Just do it and, no. and, and take a picture yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do the front end first. Yeah, exactly. Snap some pictures. There you yes. go. Yeah, and, then, and then do the back end. Exactly. Might have to do that. Oh, yeah. For sure. Anyway, yeah. looking forward to uh, the Nimnik Yoda heading to Tire Outlet to, to get that done. But right now, she's in, she's in the body shop mm-hmm. at Nimnik Chevrolet. So thank you very much to uh, to Nimnik Chevrolet. Got a great body shop, great service department. Go to NimnikChevy.com to learn more. And you're listening to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. So if you're living in HOA hell... <laughs> And you're getting letters and neighbors that are on the and, HOA and, board. And, and a lien on your house. Okay. For everybody's that. information, that means <laughs> homeowners association. Uh-huh. You have to get the trailer out from your yard, Mr. Mm-hmm. Favor. Mm-hmm. Captain Kirk, we know you're a charter captain, but the HOA says clearly that you cannot have a boat trailer in your yard. You can't have a trailer and a boat <laughs> so, on top of it. if you've got one of them problems, Stack M Storage has a solution yep. for you. They will come and take your trailer, store it, make sure that it's primo so when you need it, they go through it, make sure that it's good to go, and you, know, you got your trailer. One of the things I thought was really cool, he stopped me at the ramp one day, and he goes, you know, not only do we store it, he said, we will take the hubs off, we will pu- pull your bearings on your trailer, repack everything. That's, a, that's, a, that's so cool. And that that mm-hmm. is a huge benefit yep. if you've got a guy that's that awesome. uses a trailer because yep. salt water will eat the crap out of your trailer. Man, yeah. I had I had an experience with uh, uh, doing a little bit of that kind of work. And mm-hmm. I won't say I'm – and, and like, I'm, I'm not a mechanic. I mean, I can, I can change the oil on the tractors and do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this happened a couple weeks ago. And I meant to tell you guys the story last week. So we're up in Georgia and, you know, we're – Getting ready to leave, and Dylan drove his vehicle up there. And uh, this was before he got uh, the new Nimnik Chevrolet pickup. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're, we're going to leave, and as he's pulling out, the left rear wheel of his vehicle is locked up. Huh? Really? Yeah, yeah and it's a front-wheel drive right? SUV. And so what's going on, right? You think, okay, parking brake still on. Okay, check that. No, it's, it's not. You know, is it stuck for some reason? Wow. We have no idea what's going on. That's weird. And so first thing I do is I call a friend of mine, Paul. 
I said, hey, Paul, what do I do? He said, well, it can be one of three things. It can be you either your brake calipers are locked and squeezing on the rotors. Mm-hmm. Number two, it could be the parking brake, which is uh, engaged. And number three, it could be a bearing issue. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's all three things it could be. So I, he walks me through the steps, you know, so I get the jack out, you know, and I got the jack and, you know, and, I, and I'm all clean, showered up, and ready to go. Not anymore. <laughs> you know, here we go. That's done. <laughs> yep. yeah, break out the the little piece of carpet you can throw down on the ground. Break out the jack. Jack it up. And uh, bleed the brakes. You know, get the screwdriver. Pry the, the brake pads off the caliper. Does it free it up? No, it doesn't. Dang. All right. So, uh, so you know, I, Paul's teaching me how to do all this stuff. You know, I'm never kind of fooled with all that kind of stuff. He said, well, now... It could be one of two things. It could be your parking brake. It could be bearing issue. So what is my next step? He said, well, the only way to find out, he said, is that you need to pull the rotor. Oh, boy. Okay. That's a pain in the oh, butt, God. too, but ain't nothing easy about that. All right. So, well, break out the tools, you know, and start taking off the caliper, the whole brake assembly, and then, and then take the set screw out of the, out of the rotor and get the hammer out and start tapping it off and and I'll be damned if when I pull the rotor off, it just goes to spinning again. Well, I didn't know this, but the parking brake is inside the rotor. The brakes that you push with your brake yep. pedal mm-hmm. is the, the, the calipers right. on the outside of the rotor. Yeah. So on the, on the inside of the rotors, these parking brake pads expand out. So on the inside of that drum. Mm-hmm. Well, the day that he drove to the property, it was pouring rain. Gets there, engages his parking brake on a, and I don't know why he did yeah, it, he, but just habit maybe, right. and he does, and it sits there for four days, and then when he goes to move it, that's when the rear wheel was locked up. Yeah, all that rainwater got in there and it seized up on him. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. man, the, the amount of rust that was on the inside of the rotor. And so I don't know if the if it all rusted together or if, or if the mechanism itself rusted and it wouldn't let go. You would think that would happen more often. Yeah, you would think. You know, well, you think about it too. It gets heated, right? Because you're you're stomping on your brakes, and that piece of metal gets heated, expansion and contraction, and you put moisture in there. Yeah, but it's going to have the, rust the, in the inside of the parking brake where that where the pads expand to. I mean, it was it was nasty. crusty and nasty, and yeah. all the. The mechanism where the where the parking brake pads are—I mean, all that stuff was just all kind of like rusted up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and maybe on pavement, because we weren't on pavement, we were on dirt and gravel. Mm-hmm. Maybe on pavement that wheel would have bit enough right. and would have would have broke loose from the from the parking right, brake. Right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so an hour and a half of sweating and tools did you have and to go back and take another shower. <laughs> I did. I had to go back <laughs> and my, take another shower. You know, and I'm guilty of stuff like that happens. I won't even take my good clothes off. I just start working. Next thing you know, I got grease on my good shirt. My wife goes, "What are you doing? Ugh. Why don't you go change?" And I'm like, "I just I'm so aggravated. I'm like, yeah. I don't care." I mean, what, I was like, man, I said, you know, I wish, wish Danny from Tire Outlet were close by. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Danny, <laughs> need help. Yeah, you could get yourself some. Premium service, wholesale prices. Anyway, I got me. I got an education, and thank you, Paul. Uh, Paul knows who he is, and he 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 hooked a brother up. That's good. Walk me through it. 
Nice. I don't know if I would have been able to do all that if it wasn't for him. Anyway, 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us here uh, via the phone line. And uh, you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Well, I talked about this last week. Every time I drive by Claude Nolan Cadillac, I, I look over there in the used car department. and uh, On display, again, they still got that. Chevrolet GMC truck over there. It's got like 6,000 miles on it. Beautiful. Beautiful white four-wheel drive. So if you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, if you're looking for a truck, call them. Claude Nolan Cadillac located on Southside Boulevard just north of JTV. And as promised, um, real quick, just give you a fishing report from St. Augustine. Um, I did fish the beach a couple times this week. Mm-hmm. It was, thank goodness it was pogies on the beach. Um, eh, eh. You know, I mean, yeah. the, everybody kind of had one and, and, and twosies. You know what I mean? Like you said on 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 Tuesday, nobody yeah, it's not no, fired no, up. No, yeah, nobody went offshore. Everybody yeah. had to stick to the beach, and and there, there was a few fish caught. You know, I mean, it's not the week before it was really good, um, and then um, fished on Wednesday, and it was really slow on Wednesday. Beautiful day. Wednesday was was beautiful. Fished inshore. Uh, on Thursday and Friday. I didn't trust the weather on Thursday. The guys that went offshore on Thursday, though, did really well on the kingfish. Um, but the one thing, and, and Jeff, I, I was thinking a lot about you, uh, because the only time that I've really done much flounder fishing around docks is with Jeff mm-hmm. um, in, in the St. John's River. And, I, I mean, I, 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 honestly, I had a, a Monday trip and just struggled and Monday was beautiful for inshore fishing. I mean, perfect tide, perfect wind. Yeah. And but I I fished my normal redfish spots, and and you brought it up earlier that the inshore inshore fishing is just it's 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 tough this time of year. Yeah, you know, it is. when it gets hot, the fish get spread out. Well, um, and they are getting a lot of pressure right now too. A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. But my buddy Scott Shank, and he specializes. In it. I mean, this is his time of year, man. He's been catching a ton of flounder. Has he? I mean, a ton. Now, does he catch finger mullet? No. Or minnows. he just goes by mud minnows? Yep, mud minnows. Um, so, I mean, I kind of changed my tactic up on Thursday and Friday. And, I, I, I mean, I really don't have any, like, like Jeff, you have specific docks. Oh, yeah. That were hotter than others. And, you know, I mean, you know, on certain times. Yeah, we, had, we had a dock that was called the flounder dock. Exactly. Yeah. And then there was a pattern that we had or that we I have in the river and then it was fishing a bridge and you knew where they were at. Right. It's like every year. It's kind so of I, I, I kind of, you know, Thursday started digging around and then and then yesterday I had a dozen. Um and uh now since they changed the regs, you know, you you're you're catching a lot of twelve and thirteen inch fish. Right. You know, but at least you're catching fish. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh so I mean I cleaned Three very nice flounder yesterday and a big mangrove snapper. So you know, and, and we probably let go a dozen more. So the, the flounder fishing's, I mean, it's really good. Now, Re- really good. What, what's Scotty's go-to rig for that? Does he use a Carolina rig or does he use jigs? He's jig head. Just a jig head. Just, just dude, he's got jig heads and mud minnows. By oh, the way, yep. I, I you guys have to to get some of these. You you guys know that my the my sheep's head jig. That I use during yeah. the El Cheapo tournament. Huh? I mean, tournament fishing. Mm-hmm. I use a real habit jig. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is, I think they're made out of Fernandina. Yep. And uh, those guys do a wonderful job, and I like it because it's got the smaller hook, and it's the hook that kind of just kind of 
it uh, it swings on the jig head. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not fixed. Right. Coming out of the jig head, they have a flounder jig head that's very similar in that the hook is swinging freely mm-hmm. from the lead, and it's a what do you call that? Like a kale hook, Kirk? Yeah. It's like a kale style hook yeah, coming hook. off kale, kale hook. Yep. coming off the jig head. That's like I I'm totally with you. That's I mean, that's a great idea. I mean, it's I mean, yeah, awesome because I, I, Kirk, it's it's funny. You I just I ask just got some and I saw it and I was like, oh my made, god, well, what's, that's what's, genius. What's the name of that company? Real Habit Jigs. Real Habit. R e e l, Habit Jigs. Yeah. Real Habit. I, I jigs. just don't think that uh, Jeff, you take a, a, a small big mud minnows doesn't make any difference, but a lot of the mud minnows we get are little guys, you know, and when you hook them on a jig head, you just kind of kill them. Right, you know what I mean. It, it, it it's it, and a flounder wants a, a good wiggly bait, and that's know. what this with I, this hook I swinging totally off of that. I told jig, I, I totally it agree. Does that? Yep. Yeah, it's called yep. a Hellraiser. No, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So what? That's one. That's one of them. Hellraiser Red. But did you see the different weights, Kirk? I mean, they'll do quarter to half ounce. They do more than that too. They do like one ounce. One ounce. The same style. So like Kirk, or Kevin, when you go offshore, that's exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. Mm. Yeah, money, money, money. So anyway, just a little thought there. If you guys wanted to get some of them, I, and I need, I need to get a. Jacob Hagen knows the guys that do the real habit jigs because they're up from up that that right. way. Mm-hmm. I need to find out and get a contact so that you know we can get some of that stuff directly from them. Okay, I'm in. So, anyway. Throwing it out there, especially like if, if you're specifically flounder fishing, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I. The other problem is, is that I do lose a lot of jig heads. They're not a, when, not out of Fernandina, by the way. They're Hilliard. Hilliard, okay. Yeah, so okay. I, they're up there near yeah. where the Hagens yeah. live at. Yeah, okay. I mean, when, when we're flounder fishing, we're, you know, throwing a lot, of, a lot of riprap and stuff like that. So we lose we lose jig heads. Mm-hmm. You know. So it can get expensive, I guess. Oh, no, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. But I, I look, I love flounder fishing, second to only sheep's head fishing. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love flounder fishing is because it's that thump. Right. Yep. And then you just, and when, you're, when you're targeting flounder, if you're not targeting flounder, your first reaction is to set the hook. But when you know you're fishing a spot for flounder, 1,001, 1,002, 1,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's when you're that, on that three count, you're setting the hook. And then when you're setting the hook, I mean, it's did you Did you do that even with, with shrimp? Because I, I found like th- this week. Shrimp and they inhale it like that. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's with, a, with a mullet, you got to give them just a little okay, right. bit of a longer that, that period was, of time. That was, there's, there, there's your, your ring power tip. Absolutely. Because with, with, with fishing with shrimp this week, because I had mud minnows and shrimp. And I caught plenty of fish on on both, but you're you're right with the shrimp. It's it's an immediate, you know. You set the hook, you're good, right? You know, but with with that big fat mud minnow, a lot of times give them give them a second. Yep. And it, because if you set the hook right away, all of a sudden you'll come back up and you've got your your jig uh-huh. head and your mullet, and the mullet's got a bite mark right in the middle of the body. Yeah, and no scales behind that. No, he yeah, he's, it. yeah, you just yep. pulled it right out yep. of its mouth because he yep. didn't have a chance to do the old second follow up bite mm-hmm. to inhale it. Well, it's just like like yesterday we caught three black drum, and I told those guys Ugh. they were getting those mealy bites, yep. and I said, they go, I think these are small fish. And I said, Mm-mm. I'm telling you, we catch some good fish here. Just let them eat it. And they go, well, what do you mean? I said, let them just chew on it for a while. And I said, they'll bite on the head, then they'll bite on the tail. And yep. I said, it's just a kind of a funky little 
like a almost like a croaker bite. Yep. And we ended up catching three real good ones. But they do. They bite funky. Yeah. Just like, you know, flounders like that. And, and again, doing so much inshore this week, um, you know, this time of year, Kirk, Jeff, you guys know that, that you get a lot of mangrove snappers and pinfish and, oh, and, yeah. and stuff like that. So you have to buy extra shrimp. But, the, you know, you always tell people, look, when you throw it out there, if that pinfish attacks it, just let him let him do his thing. Yep. It, it's Don't try to set the hook on it. I said, because what's going to happen is that he's going to attract a bigger fish over there, and that bigger fish is going to take it away from him. And I said, if he, if he doesn't, then we just reel it in and put on a new shrimp. It's not that big of a deal. That's why we bought extra shrimp. But don't don't set the hook on a pinfish. I mean, you have to, like you said, Kirk, even with that that drum, wait wait for that that thump, that solid thump. Yeah, you'll get it. If yeah, you they'll wait. get it. Yeah. And I and you know, a lot of times too, like yesterday, what I was doing, I told the guys, I said we started losing them to pinfish, and the small mangroves. I said we're going to break them in half, and just take those shrimp, take the live shrimp, and just pinch them in half. And put them on the jigs or put them on the Carolina rigs, and that's when we started catching legal mm-hmm. mango snappers. You know, and this time of year they're starting to grow. And I don't know about St. Augustine, but Jacksonville, boy, the mangoes are really the population's exploded. Oh yeah, oh I yeah. Mean, I I saw Steve Mullen go out the other day, and he had I don't know twelve or thirteen really really nice ones. Inshore, inshore fishing. Yeah, yeah. And those mangrove snappers, God, they're so good to eat. They are. Oh my gosh, man! They are. And, and, you They're know, strong too yeah, now. They are, man. You you hook a little, you know, thirteen, fourteen inch mangrove snapper. Yeah. You you catch a thirteen inch mangrove, and then and then you do the old tractor pull. You you're hooking up a thirteen inch mangrove and a thirteen inch redfish, and that mangrove will pull that redfish backwards. Mm-hmm. They're powerful, ain't no doubt. They really are. They're powerful little fish. I know. I know. We've talked about this, but it's always the mystery. You know, we catch those 12, 13, 14. It's just is is a really big one inshore, and then. To catch a big one, you got to go almost to twenty-one bottom. I know, isn't that weird? Yeah, there's nothing really in between, right? You know, I mean, you like let's just say nine mile or whatever, wherever we bottom fish for snapper. You know, what, what do they got to be? 13, 12? 12. 12. 10 inches. Ten, ten inches. inches. Yeah, yeah, ten it's inches. Small. okay. Yeah, it's ten inches. I couldn't ten remember inches. what. Yeah, it's ten it's inches. Ten. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's thirteen just, sea bass. That's yeah, right. thirteen sea bass. Yeah. That's right. It's a joke. Um, but it's just weird how we don't catch them. I mean, there's so you know. Full moon in July. I mean, those guys are doing night fishing. I mean, that's what they do. They go out there and fish for mangroves, you know, which I've never done that before. I've heard it's a blast. But I, I just find that weird that we catch those fish. I mean, what, I, what they just – They don't they, stop. They don't yeah. stop, yeah. I'm always amazed by that too because yeah. every once in a while, I know I had Fred Franklin and his son out a couple of years ago, and we found a big school of them on the inside of the South Rocks mm-hmm. at Mayport. And, I mean, they were – I'm talking 15, 16 inch Which mangroves. Is, that's big. Yeah, it was that's huge. Big. Yeah, yeah, that's really. And big. we were we were throwing whole live shrimp up in there, and he hooked one, and I was like, I was like, damn, that is a big one. I said, I wonder if we go to a, and we had some big fat mud minnows. I said, mm-hmm. I wonder if we put these big fat mud minnows on there if we get a bigger one, and we put those mud minnows on there, and we started crucifying those big fish, and I'd never seen them that big out there. I mean, it was just one after. Better not another. get your finger near their mouth no, either. Sir. Oh, they'll bite the crap out. Of yeah, you. Mm-hmm. but they yeah. do love a mud minnow. Oh. They love a mud minnow. I think they'll eat anything. Well, that's true, I mean, too. you know, and it's, it is, it is, it strikes me What's as. What's the biggest one you ever caught inshore? I'd say 15, 16 inches. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's yeah. my point. You just, yeah. I mean, if you, if you catch a 15-inch mangrove mm-hmm. inshore, that's it, a stud. Yeah. And that belays the fact what Kevin just mentioned is that why don't we, when we catch them like that at the jetties, don't you catch them at like six miles? Right, exactly. Or four miles? Yeah. What, they don't stop? 
I mean, you can, you, you can catch snapper you can at those snap places, oh, yeah, right? Red well, why not mangrove? Yeah. I don't know. If they're inshore, especially, I, that's, right? That's, that's my question. I mean, yeah, I, I think know. that's so funny that they that we don't – I mean, never. I've never accidentally caught one, you know, like at the reef balls or, you know, wherever, wherever I'm bottom fishing. I've never, I've never caught a mangrove. Interesting. All right, let's take a break. Okay. We come back. Uh, we're going to talk to David, and uh, we're also going to get a, some information from – another David via our Facebook that we'll let everybody know. And, uh, and if you'd like to join in, I know four, six, four, one, 10, 10, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC outdoor show. And just a big thank you to the folks at thick pen heating and cooling, redoing an HVAC system for me and folks, the thick pen always, always on top of their game. And if you want to have them help you, 904-448-1962 for thick pen heating and cooling. Coastal equipment on New Kings Road and in McClenny, your home for Kubota. And also Gravely, zero-turn mowers, hot seat pressure washers, steel power equipment. So if your honeydew list is a big one that needs some equipment, and Travis is not something, you know. <laughs> Travis isn't available? Does Travis have a tractor? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's got everything. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. Anyway, if, uh, if you want to do it yourself, Coastal Equipment has all the equipment yeah, that you spend, need to turn yourself a, into Travis. I'm going to spend a few hours on the Kubota this weekend. So, like, if you if you do something and you fix something, yeah, just call me Travis. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. All right, let's go to the phone lines. David wants to chime in on the barge and an old school story. Good morning, David. Morning, guys. Morning, bud. So, the... Uh, we fished the old school kingfish tournament a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, long day. Uh, not very many fish, but we caught a, you know, 15 pound fish mid morning, and then you know, just trolling all all day. And then about two o'clock, something hits the line and it just smokes it. So we're thinking. Okay, what day is this? Friday or Saturday, by the way? This is Saturday. Okay. So this, so it was like you know, crazy, and we fought you know this fish so you know at that point we thought maybe we had a, a really nice kingfish so didn't try to horse it ended up fighting this fish for an hour and 10 minutes and that particular day there was a really really bad storm that was coming from the west uh-huh. and oh, yeah. uh, it was i mean it was a really bad storm so we're looking at the storm coming trying to fight this fish and get it to the boat thinking that we got a you know a ninety thousand dollar kingfish on the on the end of it ended up being a 40 pound jack yeah, it was a hell of a fight. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, they're mean. Uh, yeah. Man, I tell you what, a 40-pound jack on kingfish tackle, and you're not putting any heat on him? Uh, yep, it's it's tough, man. Oh, it was, it was brutal. And then the other question I got for you is, you know, why isn't there more of a um, a fuss or people raising hell about this barge out there putting that, that stuff in the, in the ocean? Well, I think there's been plenty of people that have been up in arms about it. I, I think that there's been also been a pretty good response by some of the, the people involved. You know, and I'm, I'm look, here, here's the thing. I'm no expert, but I trust what Dr. Quentin White says. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Quentin White was very concerned about it when it initially happened. But Dr. Quentin White, from the report, the independent report that was just done, Dr. Quentin White feels real good about some of the results that it has been saying. So, uh, if Dr. Quentin White 
is, uh, I don't want to say okay with it, but if he feels like, hey, look, we're okay, this is not going to be catastrophic, right. that makes me feel better. Yeah, and the, okay. And the reaction by the, the company that, that actually had the accident was quick. And, and I mean, it was immediate. Yep. And decisive. I mean, I was down there every day, and there were work crews down there at 5.30 in the morning till dark and later every day that they could get on that ocean. And I mean double work crews. I don't, I don't know what it cost. Oh, it had to be m- millions. In the millions. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you've the got response. four three-story tugs, I'm not talking about the little tugboats. I'm talking about the big giant ones with the big giant yes, towers sir. that are three stories up. And you got three or four of those on station every day. You know how much that costs? <laughs> ain't cheap. I mean, that ain't cheap, buddy. So, yeah, so, David, even though, I mean, it's terrible, and, and look, we can sit here and, and have the conversation about why are we accepting some of this stuff coming into, into our ports? Why are we accepting this stuff coming in from out of our country? I mean, we can have that. I mean, that, I'm, I'm, we're all on the same boat there. What, what are we doing, right? Right. But in this particular instance, okay, it's hard to criticize the response once the accident happened. And you go back to what Dr. Quentin White says, for what the guy did by beaching it, avoided what could have been an even bigger could have issue. Been catastrophic. Yeah. I mean, think if he had tried to pull it into the channel mm. and did what they did with Golden Ray up in St. Simons, and it sunk. Oh, you talk about a mess. Yeah. You got warships coming in and out. And yeah. Oh, shipping gosh. traffic. Holy smoke. Yeah. So uh, even though it's not a good thing, there has been some good things with the response, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so on that, uh, that kingfish that we, we did catch, I uh, took it home, filleted it, let it soak in some milk for overnight, and put it on my smoker. Oh, my God, what the fish dip was that was. That was great. Absolutely. Nice. It makes great Did you use dip. Kirk's recipe? No, but I, I, Jeff, I got a question for you. So there's a Hagen right down the street from the house. So what's that rub, that, that stuff that you buy from there? The what? The rub. Oh, 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 it's uh, Blues Hog. Blues Sweet Hog. and savory. Sweet and savory. I, I bought the giant one the other day. I bought. I buy it in five-pound jugs now. Yeah. I, <laughs> Blues Hog, right? Okay. Or six pounds. Yeah, Blues Hog, sweet and savory. Okay, okay don't get anything you. else. I mean, look, don't buy the I – mean, you can buy the, all the other stuff that they have. It's good. I'm just telling you. It's good, Rob. Blues Hog, sweet and savory, and it comes in like a little light blue label. And trust me, it's it's the best. Don't get the dry right. rub. Get they, the blue hog, sweet and savory. They actually make a hell of a good barbecue sauce, too. Right. But, I mean, for pi- chicken and pork, oh. that blue hog, sweet and savory is the best. That's the only seasoning we use on chicken and pork. I think you pork. put it on fish, too. Gordon uses it all the time now. I put it on everything. It's, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, we use a, yeah. a lot yeah. of it. Thanks, Thanks, David. Thank you, David. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. All right, let's go talk to Glenn. Was, uh, morning, Glenn. Glenn. Hello. John. John. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's John Strickland. I had a um, something happen on Facebook this week on one of your posts that uh, disturbed me greatly. Uh-oh. Yeah, one of, um, one of our posts? Well, I commented on the post. Uh, you had the deer swimming across, I guess, the river. Yeah, yeah, that was which was a really cool picture that a friend of Kevin. Yeah sent us and it was on a, what normally was a dry creek or a clear creek that doesn't have a lot of water yeah 
and it was a trail, right. a deer trail, and the deer actually still using the trail, but the deer had to swim to use it. Yeah, so I I made a comment referencing when the lady called in about deer crossing signs. Yes. <laughs> so I said, was that deer using crossing at the deer crossing sign? If not, it needs to be shot. And Facebook took that post off, and what? here's what they said. Really? Yep. We do not allow people to facilitate or coordinate activities that cause harm to people, businesses, or animals. Oh, good. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. No, I'm serious. We define harm as things like physical harm against people or animals. <laughs> I guess and they don't eat meat. I guess they don't understand we're a hunting and fishing show. Exactly. Uh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So it it, it kind of shocked me. I didn't know if somebody else had had a, an experience of Facebook blocking something they commented on. Yeah, you know about uh, about hunting or whatever. We post pictures of dead animals and dead fish all the time. Yeah, I, they don't, I don't know. I, 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 if you remember earlier, uh, uh, bow season last year, I had posted a picture on our Facebook page, and it, it got blocked. Yeah, and it it wasn't yep. anything in, like anything any different than what you would normally see. I don't I don't mm -hmm. understand. I, actually, it didn't get blocked. It was a warning, John. Okay. You know, and and you had to accept the warning that that what you were getting ready to see was a dead animal. <laughs> yeah, that picture yeah. you posted with the healthy salad and the bacon bits. Yeah, that's I'm probably all about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they might <laughs> block that too. They might block that too, John. Poor pigs that died to donate that bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh my gosh so i just because when they block it nobody else sees it so i just thought i'd make you aware that they're they're blocking posts if we talk about killing something yeah and if, well if, the yeah. moment the moment they block a post about bacon i'm done <laughs> <laughs> i hear you all right thank all you right, john by, by the way john when i when i when i we go to you and on our little thing here that Chris communicates to us. It, it shows who's calling. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, it said, it said Glenn. It said Glenn. And so I then when he said, it's John, I, I was like, is Mitch trying to sneak in again? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not as dumb as Mitch. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you, John. Love you, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Uh, by the way, some cool posts on Facebook this week, and there was a couple of the pictures I want to mention real quick before huh. we take a break. One of them was a family of sandhill cranes. I saw that. That That's were cool. walking through a parking lot that my father-in-law took that picture. And I wonder where that was. Le leave it to Paul Dozier to make the comment, and I'm surprised Facebook didn't take this down. He termed that ribeyes in the sky. Oh, that yep. was Mullethead. Was that Mullethead? Mullethead that was yeah. Mullethead said that. Okay. Yeah. I thought of uh, I didn't read it closely enough but anyway that's a that's true because sandhill cranes are supposed to be wonderful, wonderful. eating i've never had one of you no 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 Sco I, uh, obviously scotty scotty brown he's okay. the one who told us about it and i've heard that from you haven't ha had any kurt i've never had them but i've seen a lot of them when we used to go over to the west coast to like howie on the hills and ocala to soccer games for maddie you'd see them over there mm -hmm. in those lakes mm -hmm. and i was amazed one day we got out of the truck and they were walking right up to the truck yeah you know, kind of like our, you know, our egrets when we're cleaning fish. Yeah. Interesting. But they're, but they're big birds. Big birds. Big they're birds. big. Uh, Turkey-sized birds. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I really liked on our on our Facebook post this week, uh, Kevin, congratulations to your mom and dad. Yeah. 
a picture oh, yeah. of them on, on their wedding day, and they have been married for 64 years. Yeah, 64 that's years. That's fantastic. Awesome picture. Yep. Uh, yep. Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Favor. Amen. What a great picture. And uh, well, that's, you know, that's, 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 that's Papa Grover. That's, that's mom's dad. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. What a great, great yeah. picture. Yeah. And uh, do you got any older p- other pictures of? Tons. You need to, should should have put a couple to, more up. I, okay. You need to send them. Okay, I'll send them. Guilty pretty, as charged. <laughs> pretty, pretty cool little picture there. And then uh, obviously we got some uh, Captain Kirk having a banner day again. Lots of dead fish on the on, table. On, yeah, on the table. Yeah, yeah we, we need to get better than dead fish table. And, and all the thing that, that uh, Sandy, he shared with us. The pie ball. The pie ball dough. I guess yeah. it's a dough, right? Yeah, I yeah. guess. It's Folks, if you've picture. never seen a picture of a pie ball dough, very cool. Go to our Facebook page and check it out because a pieball dough is not an albino dough, but it's a dough that has or an or a deer that has a lot of white and then brown. What we call brown looks like an Appaloosa horse or pony or whatever. So anyway, we've got a pieball deer. So anyway, Chris is yelling at me. We got to take a break. Yeah. So we'll take a break. 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 Break at nine oh four, which is four minutes late, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power in a cat rental store has the youngest fleet in the industry, which means it's the most dependable because it's cat. Duh. If you Duh. didn't know that. <laughs> and uh, they have everything now from light towers to backhoes to dozers to excavators. You name it. They Generators. Have. They've got it yep. all at the Ring Power in a cat rental store. And you go to ringpower.com to learn more. And with all this crazy weather mm-hmm. that has been upon us, there has been a little change in sometimes where the fish may be. Tarpon like to be off of the beach, but with all that crazy wind that we had, some of them showed up inshore. Yeah, uh, and, and Kirk, Kirk brought this up earlier, you know, and very, very seldom do we ever have northeast winds um, in June. Do you ever? When's the last time you remember that happened? I don't. Kirk, shoot, I can't remember either. Yeah, not like this. Yeah. Not June. Not not June. So, but my my thinking was this week. Okay, I'm not going to be able to go offshore. I'm, I'm throwing all my inshore stuff on the boat. But then I'm like, you know what? Um, mullet. For some reason, when we get these onshore winds, they have a tendency to, to start going out the inlet. You know, and uh, and sure enough, this week, uh, you know, especially on on Thursday and Friday yesterday. Tarpon all over the place feeding on mullet. Mm, Look mm-hmm. like like a, a mini mullet run almost. Yeah, you know. So and that that was kind of my tip is that look, um, just if, if you're going inshore fishing and you know you might be fishing the jetties, you, to make sure you take a big if you want to catch tarpon, mm-hmm. you know take 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 you a big spinning reel and put your live mullet out there because it's uh it's pretty good right now. And don't 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 try it with like a inshore spinning rod. On no, a tarpon yeah, because yeah. it's a lesson in futility if you yeah. do that. What will happen to a tarpon if you, if you let's say you fight him for an hour and a half I, it, on an I, inshore it, it, spinner? It's not rod. good for the fish. You kill him. Yeah. Well, and odds are he is probably going to break it. I That's mean, right. Yeah. I mean, we're fishing with, you know, I'm using a an eight foot tarpon rod yeah. 
a Shimano, and then I'm using a 10,000 Saragusa. And that's what that's what the picture is up there, with, is that 10,000 Saragusa. Yeah, with 60-pound braid on it. Yep. And, and there are times when you'll jump five and not catch any. Yeah. And those are big rods that can handle it. So if you hook them up on a on a trout rod, shoot, you, you ain't going to catch them. Yeah, I mean, it, that's uh, a nice-looking reel, by the way. It's a great reel. Got the and bigger they, handle. Yeah. And they make They're, great spinning reels. They make great spinning reels. This, these uh, these new Shimano reels are flipping sweet. Yeah, they're what yeah, uh, they're what bad. pound braid is that? And what kind of braid? That's Power Pro, and that's fifty. Power Pro. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's Power Pro. Because you know what I thought 50, it was. Pounds. I thought it was that spider. Yeah, is? the Ultracast. Yeah, no, the Ultracast. This is, this is Power Pro because it's white. Power Pro. Yep. They, Power Pro's making white now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they okay. make all kind of different colors now. Yep. Right. They've, yep. they've done a lot, a lot of new things with their product. They have. Because they were nice. they were kind of just Power Pro and not doing anything right, for kind of a that long time. Color. Yeah, well, then all of a sudden, Ultracast comes out, and mm-hmm. other people start taking away their market share because for a, for a, a long time, yeah. Power Pro was dominating. Yes. Because, first of all, it was spider wire. Right. And then Power Pro came along, and then everybody was buying Power Pro. Mm-hmm. And then UltraCast, SpiderWire started popping out, and all of a sudden, now they're stealing it back. So it's kind of been a little yeah. bit of back and forth between these companies. But, yeah, that's good to know that they're making a, a, a good product. Yeah, as a product. matter of fact, um, the, the, the Power Pro there is white, and then on my inshore reels, it's like a, a, a bright green. It's really cool looking. Okay. Yeah. Like? Yeah. Neon yeah, green, yeah, kind? yeah, like a neon green type type color. It's it's, uh, I love it. I've always wondered. Love it. And and by the way, that's your Ring Power Cat yep. Tip of the Week. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. I think this is a legitimate question because a lot of times when we go to, for example, last weekend after the show, Kevin, you were at Strike Zone. You were mm-hmm. putting uh, checking the shelves of Captain's Choice Tackle, and I had my two nephews there and was getting them some birthday setups for. Mm-hmm fishing rods and tackle boxes and such. And so they had these rods that were really nice and got them each a rod and reel. And, uh, and I just said, you know, put UltraCast on them. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what I thought was probably some of the best. I, this, I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I use that on some of my stuff. But now you're telling me that there's the different kinds and different colors. If you had a choice of putting colored braid on your rods and on your reels what color would you choose and does it matter oh i i don't think it matters at all because i use fluorocarbon leader yeah we I, all use tippets most of the guys that okay that if, use if you did not use fluorocarbon leader because i mean don't we always want to have a, a well, line that is what's the right word camouflage yeah See, or but doesn't we, get seen as we easily come from by a fish. different mindset. If you've got four people in the boat and you want to see which way they're all casting, that's right. The white line shows up real, real well, and you can do a quick glance and go, "No, no, no, you're crossed over here," or "I want you to throw it over in this direction," and it gives you that line of sight that you need to the to the terminal end of the line, the hook. So, so from a charter so I want a high vis. Is what I'm you saying. want high vis right, right with your better. eyes. But so yeah. does Kevin. Yep. Okay, we're both using but, white. Yep. If we're trying to to hide the line from fish, w- when you look at hooks, the bleeding bait hooks, right? Okay, are red. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't a red line? 
have, be the best I, I, for I, I, I to not be seen I, I by fish? I haven't been able to ask a fish what he sees. <laughs> and this, and this well, might be a great question for Dr. Quentin White. Yeah, here, yeah. Here, here's what does happen, and I know that because I scuba dove for years. Once you get below one atmosphere, which is 33 mm, feet. Good point. And once you get down in the depth of water, color washes out. Once you get below 30 feet, the amount of color that anything is, can see gets greatly diminished. Yeah, to- totally, totally get what you're saying. Right. <clears throat> but our inshore, nearshore stuff is certainly, for in doing large part, less than 33 feet. Well, and and the other the other thing is inshore around, especially around Mayport, the St. John's River, okay. the water ain't clear. Yeah, I, and that's I, I think that that's a a question. It's valid. In, where are you fishing? If you're going to the Keys. It might be a different color than than what you're using up here. I mean, I guarantee you right now, those fish cannot see a line in St. Augustine. Yeah. <laughs> it's ugly. Yeah, but it, yeah, I'm just curious. I mean, even like inshore, oh, yeah, or, or uh, inshore in clear water, I or mean, I, even I, in a pond or I, a lake, I've, what I've would used, be the best color? I've used, the, Kirk, Kirk and I used the UltraCast, and, 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 but there's there was a lot of times, Jeff, I'd use the white line, whether it be the, the, the Power Pro, or, and, I, and I'd get in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I tie it straight to the jig head sometimes. You know, sure. if I'm if I'm at the jetties and it's rough and people are breaking off jig heads, I don't have time to stand there and and agreed. You know, tie fluorocarbon on, and and I I don't know that I I don't know that I miss any bites. Okay, I feel better putting the fluorocarbon on. Okay, you know, just but curious. I've caught plenty of fish of not tying fluorocarbon on. I'm just just curious. Yeah, yeah. I Good think question. I think at times it does make a difference. It just depends on where you're at and. Mm-hmm. What the clarity of the water is and, and the conditions. All right, we need to do a survey and we need to involve science. Oh gosh, do a survey. So if, if you got a, a thought on what line you would want to have, because I, I mean, because you know, confidence in, well, in oh, I agree. what you, you need, use is everything. Yeah. You need to talk to the fish professor then, and then we need to talk to Doc, Doctor Fish, and we, and we need to find out what the fish think and yeah. what they can't see. Yeah. I don't know if he knows or not, because I can tell you, I, I, I'm. I'm feeling this as like a promotional thing where we can put well, and Scotty Brown Dr. Quentin White's picture too. on this fishing line box and say, <laughs> fish can't see it. Talk, yeah. trust, trusted and, yeah, and approved you, by but, but you, Dr. But Quentin White. But you can only White. say 99%. Yeah. You can't say 100%. Remember because <laughs> Sitlock got sued yeah, that's over true. that? That's true. So they said 100%. And, well, we'll uh, put, put, yeah. put a percentage on it. That's okay. not 100%. Okay. All right, let's take a break here. Okay. Folks, uh, shop the Nimnik. Dealerships, and that's the family of dealerships. You have Chevrolet on Cassett, Buick, and GMC on Phillips Highway. It's where you get the best price guarantee at both Nimnik dealerships. And you're listening to the Nimnik Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. message us there anytime throughout the week we uh, we will get on it uh, and if kevin and kirk are not paying attention i will direct them to pay attention <laughs> yes. which has to be done quite frequently they get a little busy we got a couple cool pictures from from michael huss and he had a bird on his work truck and what kind of a bird is that did you see I'm, that I'm picture going to look right now it, it uh it, it looks a cow bird Cow, we call it a cowbird? Yeah, it's a cowbird. Because it eats cow poop, right? What's that? It eats cow poop. No, 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 no. They eat no, the no, bugs they, off the cows. Yeah, they eat the flies off the cows. Oh, that's what I mean. I'm not saying they eat cow poop, but you always see them around cattle, and then mm. they actually, some of them, I think, eat the seeds out of the cow poop. 
Well, okay. I, I, no, actually, they're bug eaters. Bug they're, eaters. They're, yeah, they're, those, so they're, they're eating they're, the bugs that are eating the poop. You, you never have them go behind you just, your tractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Determined to latch yeah. these no, they're, birds I mean, to the poop. You yeah. always see them in the pastures and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're bug eaters. <laughs> yeah, okay, they're bug eaters. Yeah. Yeah. When you mow, they follow you when you mow. Yep. Sometimes. Yep. We also got uh, from John. He said, uh, "Hey, uh, a great show." Something which bothers me is when Marina Marina have signs at their fish clean stations to not throw fish bits and carcass into the water, but put in the trash. In my opinion, I'd rather other fish eat all the leftovers than yeah, let don't it throw rot in the trash in a landfill and lose all the nutrients and protein. Okay, and, and the that's reason, a good point. No, the reason that they do that okay. is simply for the fact that you have million dollar boats, okay, ah. and if and if you start throwing. A cobia or wahoo or something it, it floats ah okay and it's nasty ah. in, a, in a marina think about it like comanche well Cove. And that's totally different yeah it, it has it has nowhere to go uh, that's totally different you're it right is totally different you know i mean but but even the conch house is is the same way i mean so i got you they, now the ones at comanche cove they do take to the landfill and i get it but the ones at the conch house they have a little carolina skiff and when they get full they put the 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 fish guts and everything in the in the big trash cans and mm-hmm. they take it out to the inlet and they drop okay. it. You know, I was thinking. I mean, did, did I mean the Indians used to use fish leftovers in their in their farm right? in, the, in the dirt? Oh, oh my gosh, Daddy always. Are you your family oh, did. I oh mean, yeah. I I got family that used to do the yeah. same thing. They'd catch fish and the carcasses yeah. and such would get tossed into the garden. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And why aren't, why don't we do that? Why don't we why don't we all have have all the local marinas a, deliver their fish carcasses to Parker Farms. Well, oh, I'm sure he just loved that. He loved that. Back it up, boys. <laughs> yep, yep. The hogs, the hogs yeah. would love that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'd have a real yeah. hog problem then. I mean, you know, save some money on fertilizer, right? Mm-hmm. Smell beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do oh, that, yeah. your dog finds it. And he comes running back in the house. It's Every not dog a very in the zip code will be experience. over to Parker but, Farms rolling but, in the dirt. But uh. I will tell you, and I hope I don't get in trouble with Comanche Cove, is that anything that that, that I know is going to sink, like the fish skin, mm-hmm. you know, when, whenever I, I, I throw that down there for the birds and the yeah. and, and, and the, the catfish. It's fun to watch catfish. Oh, they're, you know, eat yeah, them up and eat stuff up. like that. So, yeah. Those catfish are like pinfish over. Those pinfish, those are right underneath of the fish. Right, table, as so soon as you turn the hose on, man, you just see them come to the surface. Come. Yeah, and it's, it's entertaining. Coming. You know, it oh, is. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to the phone lines, and uh, I believe Joe has been hanging on the longest. He's got a creek fishing story. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, fellas. I called uh, a couple weeks back about Pellister Creek and what to use down there. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, first of all, when you talked about the bugs, I bought every kind of bug spray. Thank goodness they weren't as bad, but the ticks were horrible. They, they're down there, but the mosquitoes and those them, they weren't real bad. Good. But the, the fishing part, when you tell me what kind of lures and the flat uh, uh, curly tails and paddle tails, um, I didn't do very well, but my wife, being the scientific angler that she is, had bought a what she termed as a pretty color lure. Um. <laughs> The first time in her life, uh, Monday morning, she caught her very first snook. Nice. Wow. 24 inches. um, And uh, she was excited. I never seen, as long as I knew the woman, she's never smiled that much. (laughs) (laughs) 
We drove back to the exact same place Tuesday morning. It was right, right as a flaps down there, kind of a place that opens up. We're about 20 yards from a crab trap. And I see a roll. I'd never seen this before. I see a fish roll. And she's up in the front of the canoe casting, and she hooks something, and it bends her hole literally double. Now, we're thinking, as she, we thought it was redfish uh, when she caught the snook. I'm thinking tarpon. Oh, 30 inches worth comes out of the water. And I'm fumbling for a phone, trying to get my video up. All right, she's, she, she's beside herself. I'm telling her how to land it. I don't got a clue because I've never caught a tarpon or a snook. So in two days, on her pretty lure, as she uh, uh, deems it, she caught a snook and a tarpon. And I'm throwing everything you guys told me to, to uh, get. Not that it wouldn't work or couldn't work. It's just that was my luck, but that was the best time I had seeing her catch those two fish that she has never caught that I've never seen in a boat other than on TV. So okay, well, wait, wait, we gotta what's, ask you what's the pretty lure? Yeah, what's the pretty lure? It was a four-inch translucent lavender with a little black around the head and throat. It was something that she picked. And I said, good, I'm glad you got that. What, it's and a we, hard bait, soft plastic bait? What, what? It, it, it was a uh, like a mirror lure with Uh-oh. a little rattle in it, you know, with some uh, yep. beads in it. I got you. Uh, that was not a top surface, uh, but subsurface that would drop down about, oh, I don't know, you know, uh, two, three feet okay. um, below the surface. That's what she threw. Once, once she caught those two fish, he wouldn't fish with nothing else. For the rest. Well, of course not. I wouldn't either. Smart lady. And we talked about this a little while ago about the color of the line, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you gain confidence in something, you're you're what good. Matters. Yeah. Well, and you're right. But you know, here's the thing: when when fish are on, you can throw them a shoe tongue with a treble hook on it, and you know, and also and it'll work. Well, but... I wouldn't say that, Joe. I think your wife just has more skills than you. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> there he is earning his reputation again. There you go. Here's your sign. Just messing with you, Joe. Now, look here. Uh, when she posted it on Facebook, all the response were, I was getting out fish, and all I could do was acquiesce and say, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> so that's my story about Pellister Creek. It's a pretty neat place. Um, oh, we appreciate it. it. Yep. Thank you, Joe. That's good yeah, stuff. very cool. <laughs> you guys have a great day. You too, Thank buddy. you, Joe. Yep. <laughs> You had to get that little shot. And she's a better fisherman than you are. <laughs> well, it's not a matter that the fisher does eat anything that day. I would have said that, but, yeah. you know. I wouldn't have said that either. <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't think Not Kirk in her presence, anyway. <laughs> oh, you know, she got the first throw at spot. You know, that fish were just feeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, we got to take one more before we take uh, a break? Yeah. Let's, uh-huh. let's uh, be real quick and talk to uh, Chan real quick. I think he's got a question for Kirk. Morning, Chan. I do, and we, we ran out of time before. Kurt, talking about your home waters uh, in South Carolina, uh, are you familiar with the Striper Run there in the Cooper or the Santee River? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I had the I mean, funniest story in the world about that, too, one time. Um, well, the reason I'm asking is I've started going up there to shad fish uh, for American shad on the fly rod. Yeah. Which, if you've never caught an American shad, guys, a, a two-pound American shad pulls like a seven-pound redfish. Mm. But... Uh, but anyway, I'm wanting to find out when the striper run, I mean, if it's worth the drive up there as well, because the shad run is great on those two rivers, but I didn't know about the striper run. 
I don't remember. It has been so long ago. I mean, I I'd was, go to North Carolina if I'm going to make the drive. I'm going to keep on going a little bit because North Carolina has, I mean, epic striper. Yeah, an epic striper yeah, I, fishery. I fished well, I built, I fished Weldon before, Jeff. That's a nine-hour drive, whereas the Santee River is a four-hour drive. Yeah, I hear you. And I've caught, I've caught some striper in in the Santee. I was just, but I wasn't there during the optimum time. I didn't know if uh, Kurt really knew. No. that much about it i mean that's a gorgeous it's, fishery over there full of history it is um, i mean a lot of know, those old plantations like, on those those uh that part of the santee cooper river you know with the old rice well, plantations all right boys we gotta take a break yeah we do we gotta run thank, thanks chan thank you chan right, see you guys uh then real quick just while we're going to break uh david sent us a message on facebook kirk he said uh new south carolina flounder reg starting july 1st here in a couple days 16 inch minimum that's big. That's a big That's fish. a big flounder. Yeah, man. that's a big flounder. Five per person, ten per boat, increase in fees to be used to start a flounder hatchery and release program. Details can be found on the uh, South Carolina DNR website. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, we come back, we'll talk to Archie and Richard right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So I know uh, it's it's funny. I, we've we've all had this conversation um, lately. Buying a new boat's kind of tough right now, man. <laughs> There's not a lot of inventory. That's right. You know, I, and, and, but I've been by Whaling Bay um, here a couple times in the last couple of weeks, and, and and they've they've got boats. I mean, so if you're if you're in the market for you know center console, bay boat, inshore boat, pontoon boat, um, give them a call. Located right there on. Uh, 207 across from Epic Theaters. Great people. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Archie, and then we're going to do a Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week. Morning, Archie. Morning, guys. How y'all doing? Morning, good. Archie. Good, good. Uh, listen, I've had a chance to um, go out of um, the uh, marina there just just north of the 312 bridge, uh-huh. and we've been, we've been going down um, all the way down to Volano, just past the Volano Bridge, fishing the creeks. Around or right across from the airport down there. Yep. Uh, I know. I know, Kevin. You're familiar with that. My question is: I um, we're throwing rigs that have have a pop cork on top, and mm-hmm. then depending upon the leader, maybe two, three feet leader. But I'm hearing y'all say maybe you just need to throw a, a plain line with a hook and a sinker or a jig head. I'm yeah. Just, uh, we're doing yes. butt minnows, yeah, and and shrimp and. But for some, we've had some windy days, of course, but right. But it, we just haven't had had the luck or you know the opportunity to catch many fish. Okay. Well, first off, fishing's been inshore fishing's been tough, Archie. Don't you know okay. it's, it's it's not it's it's not it's not just you. I'm just going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. But whenever we're inshore fishing, I always have two rods rigged with Cajun Thunders corks. But okay. the rest of my rods have basically it's about as simple as this: quarter ounce um, jig heads. Okay. All right. So whenever we're fishing deeper water, you know, a lot of times we're fishing on the edge of the intercoastal. Um, right. You know, it throwing a float um, with with two or three feet, you've got to throw it all the way up to the bank, and that's just about the only place that you're going to catch a fish. Where a right. lot of times with with the jig head, you can fish that you know that six to twelve, even up to twenty feet of water. So mm-hmm. it, it, and most of the time, what you know what what you're going to catch on a float rig unless you're floating it over an oyster bar or something like that, it's going to be a 
a trout or, you know, jacks, ladyfish, things like that. Um, right. Now, if you're, if, if, I love to throw those Cajun Thunders over the top of, of oyster beds, which I did this week, and I caught one really nice red, about 27 inches. But for mm-hmm. the most part, I would say, Kirk, about 60, 70% of the time, we're throwing quarter-ounce jig heads with live shrimp and live mud minnows. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, we'll line up on a, a little creek that's coming out or going in uh-huh. and be, try to fish that point and let it, let it float across there. But those fish, now all those fish are on the bottom, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. I mean, so I know you I, I know you deal with hooking up on the oyster bed like that, but but uh it seems to me like putting that thing on the bottom is the way to go. Yeah, it it, it most most of the time it is. It, it's it's yeah. it's it's a very simple presentation. I mean, if you look at Kirk and I's tackle box, we have probably quarter ounce and eight ounce jig heads. I mean that's that, that's that's all we have. Yeah. I'm- my what wife. makes that the rig that Jeff was talking about uh, that he got somewhere the uh, rig the uh, real habit jigs? Yeah, it's just a different yeah. presentation of a jig head. Mm-hmm. Okay, can can a person make that or no? I'm specifically talking about that that hook that moves. No, no, you not. I don't know of anybody that could make that, or any, I don't know of anybody that makes that. I mean, okay, these things just buy it directly from them. They're local. Okay, so. Uh, by the way, Strike Zone has them. Strike Zone has them. Cali K's okay. up in Hilliard has them. You can buy them online. Hagen, Hagen uh, Coastal Outfitters carry some okay. in some locations. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Does Hagen have those in Green Cove? I don't know. Call them and ask. Okay. Good deal. Good yep. deal. Well, that's good. I just was wondering, uh, wondering maybe some other options as far as when we get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All have right. other options for sure. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, Always appreciate the show. Thanks. Thanks, Archie. All sure. right. Uh, before we go talk to Richard, let's uh, do a Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. And Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, finishing on both commercial and residential products. Had dinner with Kirby Co. this week. And Kirby Co.'s doing good. Good. And Miss Kirby Co.'s doing good. <laughs> yeah, so it's good to see him. Had a little dinner and uh, had a couple drinks. And I told Chris, I said, this week's Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week mm-hmm. is one of the best dips you will ever have. Pretty and simple, stupid, too. <laughs> it is not hard. I mean, I looked at the recipe, and I was like laughing. I was going, that's it? That's it. All right. but that's it's, it. I'm it's delicious. It is called, and we've, and I, th- this actually recipe, Tara's sister did it one time. And then we had to get the recipe because, I, I mean, literally, I was just sitting there going, oh, 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 I was crushing <laughs> yeah. it. And uh, it's very simple. It's one can, and I'm telling you, this is this goes right up there with cracked cheese. You put cracked cheese on a counter with this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to this. That's how good it is. Yeah, you okay? can put this on a salad. You can put this on a lot of things. Here it is. One can of shoe peg corn, drained. One can of black beans, rinsed. Four ounces of chopped feta cheese. Three to four spring onions chopped. And then you got to have a dressing, a little liquid. Third of a cup of olive oil, third of a cup of white balsamic vinegar. Oh, that stuff is good. And then two to three tablespoons of sugar, and you mix it all together. Let it sit overnight, and then you eat it. You don't mix it up right there on the spot and then say, oh, yeah, it's ready to go. No, you have to make it the day before Mm. you eat it. That's the secret. So what do you guys think? You've got to contain it. Here's the thing. It's it's wonderful. I agree with Kirk. I'm looking at this. I'm like, I'm seriously thinking that I could make this. I could. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, wow, it, it is. that's yeah. saying something. I, it is saying something, isn't it? I know. 
I say it's a dip, but I'm telling you, you could have a steak and a baked potato and make this one of the sides. Mm-hmm. You could. Is that good? Like a side mm-hmm. salad? You really? could put it on a tall wow. salad. Oh, you could. It's unreal. You could actually just eat it, like you said, with a chip or just get your fork like I did a minute ago and just start eating it. All right, so I mean, Kirk, that's that good. Or just shove your face in the I'm bowl. A yeah, you're a foodie. Exactly. I'm a foodie. Where would a you scale, rate this? I'd give this a nine. A nine point five. Whoa! Okay. Out of out of all the dips you've had, where would it rank? It's a nine point five. It's it's awesome. Top five? Oh yeah. I mean this this is that's me, definitely this is a going top in my dip. recipe wow. file. Yeah, this is a top five dip for me. This is one of those. If you had a party. Mm-hmm. You were going to entertain, or somebody said, "Hey, can you bring a covered dish?" I'd bring this. You bring this because it take and, you thirty minutes to make it. And tell, in the refrigerator, but tell people it took you a long time take, to make it. Take That's an right. hour. Oh, because technically, hour. it, it did. Hours, it did because you got to let it sit. Because you got to let it sit overnight. So I bought yeah. fresh corn. I cut it. You will impress yeah, if you well. use this recipe. I slaved over this. Dip. That's right. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up Richard. He's got a creek story. Good morning, Richard. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. 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 Okay. So listen, I'm going to tell you something. I've, I've grown up in Summer Haven um, for most of my life. Yay. So Palisade Creek is, is a uh, very funny thing. Um, you can go from salt water to fresh water in about two miles. Right. And you can catch flounders. I've caught snook, everything else, you know, salt water. And then you go back up towards I-95. And you get underneath the bridge, and you start moving back, and you can catch the specks, you know, the big old, big brown. Just, it's funny. I've always now, wondered about that, because when you're going down 95, you cross that one section of it. That's correct. And that's you see correct. those palm trees, and it just looks like you're going back in, in time, yeah. you know? Well you, well, you will. I promise you. I promise you. Hey, Kevin. Yes, sir. Um, favor Dyke. Yes, sir. Is that... Yours and a friend of mine's, <laughs> as far as the park. Uh, I've always, wa- I've always wanted to know that. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's my family favorite dykes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Good. Okay. Yeah. So I, want, I want people to know that. It's yeah. All a beautiful place and the Princess House. Jeff, if you've never gone there, take Tara and go to that. That was the first, I think, the first real swimming pool in the United States. <laughs> and that goes back. And I mean this. They've got a swimming pool there. But that's that goes back uh a lot of years. Yeah. And I want I want y'all to know this too. Uh Charlie Hamburger is is my like my uncle, but he's like my really good friend. Yep. I've known him all my life and I know y'all know him. And, sure. Uh, haven't heard from him for, in a while. Checked on him in Maryland, but uh you know, just uh, I thank you all so much for the show. It's Absolutely, great. and uh, yeah, we've read all, all of Charlie's stuff for sure. And, oh, and by the way, real quick, mm-hmm. um, did you ever meet Gene Johnson? Gene Johnson? You know who he is? No, sir. Well, if you go to Summer Haven, and if you uh, look at uh, uh, the history of Summer Haven, okay. He would he would do um, he he did oysters for the melons back in the day. The melons have a place there, and they used to, but they don't anymore. But I mean, the Pittsburgh melons, the bank people, and I can remember growing up meeting him, and Gene would grow oysters, and he did it by taking mattresses and burning them 
burning them off and putting the mattresses on the side of the of the riverbank. Yeah. To have the oysters or something to hold on. And we had the best oysters in the I'll world. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah, Richard, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you, we Richard. Hey. Yep. Got to take uh, a break. Yeah, we do. Uh, Thank you, Richard. All right, uh, 904-641-1010 for those that want to call in next week. Okay, don't be like Lester and wait until the last segment to call in. Okay? <laughs> what are you doing, Lester? H-O-F. I mean, oh, yeah. really? And I think he's in a mood, too. I mean, I, oh, no, he's not. I, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. All right, well, let's take a break. Okay, let's do it. We'll come back, and we'll mm-hmm. see if Lester is going to act like Mitch. Uh-oh. Here on the Nendick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Oh, the things we do. Uh, all right, so uh, Michael Huss, the guy that sent us the pictures of the bird on his truck. Uh-huh. I just want to clarify something to Michael because he said, hey, uh, by the way, I saw you and the missus at Total Wine the other day. I just want to tell you, Michael, I am not an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, the grocery cart was full. It was a little full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are, those are Christmas gifts, right? Yeah. Getting well, an early jump on yeah. Christmas we, gifts. Uh, we're going to have a little trip, a family trip, 4th mm-hmm. of July, like we have every year. So we're buying for the family and sure. you know, be able to make margaritas for everybody. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, there was five bottles of tequila. Yeah, trust me, I swear yep. I'm not going <laughs> to <laughs> But they did, have, uh, they did have the little sample table. Like right. how you know go to you go to Publix. Yeah. Try this, you yeah, know. Sure. Oh, oh. They had a little try this at Total Wine the other day. How many times did you go by that table? Just one. So okay. I, what, it was what, good. What, what was it? It was but all he stayed the, there for twenty minutes. Yeah. It was all the different flavored Jack Daniels. Uh, oh. Oh, you're not uh-huh. you're not like that guy that was in that chip commercial that follows that guy around that house with a chip. If you had that dip and I just if you'd let me have one bite, I'd been following you around. Yeah, I can gar- right. guarantee yeah. you that. But yeah. they had the uh the apple apple and uh and Tennessee honey. honey. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's my favorite. And the uh, something that was like a like a cinnamon spice which was kind of like a Yeah. It was supposed to like be like fireball, like fireball. fireball. Yes, right. yes, yes. Right. And I, I tried that, and it was okay. It was probably it'd be nice if you mixed it maybe with um, eggnog or something on the holidays. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. okay, but the apple was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Over the rocks you might just. Yeah, it might just be just tap a couple yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah, a little after dinner kind of sipper. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, and, uh, Michael, not an alcoholic. Let you know. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> Nice um, chaser. It's not mine. <laughs> it's not my cart. I don't know whose cart that is. That's, that's uh, funny because so, I, I see people in the liquor store too, and I'm like, they're like, weren't you in here a couple of days ago? I forgot this, you know. I mean, <laughs> anyway, let's go talk yeah. to Lester, who calls in at nine forty-five. Well, well, how you doing? <laughs> I'm waiting to <laughs> What time did you just roll out of bed? No, man, I was just listening. You know, I, I was going to call in at 8, you know, I was just listening instead mm-hmm. of talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sure. I, I figured, you know, I'd call in real quick. So so let me ask you a question, Lester, since you've been listening. We're going to quiz you on what happened on the Outdoor Show. What was our LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do with Mitch today? Uh, Oh, Mitch, you, you slammed the door on him. <laughs> I, I, mean, I caught Top Gun and all that. I just, okay, uh, all right, we're just checking. 
Checking. But uh, hey, <clears throat> uh, it didn't happen last night. Uh, Jeff, you didn't know, but uh, Travis, Travis, uh, they were at the hospital and no baby last night. Wow. So mm. another day, here we are. Yep, exactly. Uh, we shall see. Yep. Uh, little Travis, you know, be somebody else. You know, he'll he'll have him. They ain't no telling building boats by the time he's five. Nothing surprised me with with him. The dude can do a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, he can, uh, man. Yeah, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed and say prayers. Everybody's everybody's good. Amen to that. Yeah, man. She'll uh, Lord have mercy. Another Travis. Well, guys, y'all have a great weekend, man. I just wanted to let that word out there. And uh, what what's the old saying? You know, Jeff Woman. What was it? uh, uh, oh, really? You kidding me? That's great. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, Lester. See you, Lester. All right. Uh, let's do a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Outstanding barbecue. The best barbecue in Jacksonville. And it's going to be pretty quick because today, tomorrow, Monday, and Tuesday, it's all the same. What is that? East winds 10 to 15, seas 3 to 4. On Wednesday, it's going to change to where it's southeast winds to 5 to 10 knots and 2 to 3 feet. So from now until Tuesday, it's going to be the same. Kirk See, is not that, happy. That's no. what they're going to have to start teaching at the sea school now is horse riding on dirt <laughs> roads with lots of potholes. <laughs> if you can do that, you can get your license. Tide Report brought to you by Angie Subs, the oh, best sub funny. shop in Jacksonville. And don't forget about the Grom at the beach. Outstanding sandwiches, and also don't forget the hammered pig at the Grom. Ooh, it's they good. make really good salads, girls too. Really Those good, girls like really good salads. salads. Really yeah. good salads. And by the way, they do have gluten free wraps oh, at man. Angie Subs. That's nice. Okay, they do have it. They okay. they got oh. it. Okay, Tara had one. It was awesome. I actually tried it. Really good. Today at ten forty two, it's going to be a high tide. That's a four point four one. And keep an eye out at the boat ramps for the afternoon low tides because today a negative point six one. And then tomorrow in the late afternoon, you have a negative .35 in the evening as well. So just keep an eye on that because it has been very different tides of late. Yeah, if you're out there on the, you know, Disappearing Island and St. Augustine and, you know, Fort George area, I'm just telling you that 4 o'clock low tide this afternoon, they ain't no joke. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, well, it is. It's the lowest I've ever seen it. Now, I think it's going to be better today, but, I mean, in the middle of the week, this week, it was, I mean, just pretty rough. It, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting amazing. out of the negatives coming up this week, so it's a it's a positive thing. We finally get out of the negative range Monday, Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Tuesday's the last day. No, Tuesday's a negative point two, which is not bad. No, 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 so, no. That, that's that's fine. So we're good. Yeah, beyond that. But we're just. We, I think Kirk and I are going to be inshore fishing anyway. Mm. Uh, <laughs> or not at all. Oh. Or not at all. <laughs> You guys don't don't like to stay inshore this time of year. It's, oh man, it's it, hard. It's tough. I hear it's you. Vlogs as usual. The Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. St. Augustine, welcome to Moe's. Yes. St. Hatchie River Club. Go over there and get you some scallops. Angie Sub, Strike Zone Fishing. Whalen Bay Marine. By the way, big thanks to uh Strike Zone last weekend. Uh, yeah. Took care of big care of, of me and always do. Thank you very much. Kirby Co Builders Inc. Tire Outlet. CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Shark Coatings, TS Home Renovations, Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road, Thigpen, 
Claude Nolan Cadillac, Bearded Pig, Green Power and Account, Rental Store, Stackham Storage, and of course the Nimnick family of dealerships, Chevrolet on Cassett, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway. Folks, remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See you. See you. See you. That's great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm hooked on hooking up And there is